my craft and you know for sure it's, it's crazy because you know get that publicity fan, get that shit out everywhere exactly and the, you you being a one piece fan right you'll understand this with oda you know he's somebody i i look at as like one of the better you know just not just among writers people, like, writers period right and essentially one thing about him is he talks about how he took 20 years to like develop his story and before he even started writing it before he even you know what i mean before he started putting words to paper and it's just to me it's it's that was so significant. no uh, you just you changed. see oh, for sure. you oh yeah no uh but yeah that that changed my perspective on writing and at first you know it was something i was like let me just go in and do it and then i took a step back and i changed but look how fantastic early one piece is like um I don't want to say I relate to Sanji because I'm a chef, but I do think he's cool as fuck. I like Sanji. I like Zoro. I like shit like that. The Brate arc. Oh my god! Like so, early One Piece first episode, Zoro, Luffy meet, bro. Like dope, right? And but the Brate is actually that's crazy that you're a chef and you like Sanji, right? Because that's what got me interested. Now I, I'm on the Zoro side of things because I know there's like it's it's, it's not really a there's a beef thing, between people, but I fuck with them both. It, Right, right. I I, yeah. I I mess with my friends, right? My friend he says he's a Sanji fan, so I'm always like, nah, bro, bro, fuck Sanji. I'm I'm a Zoro fan, but like, yeah. they're they're both cool. You know what I mean? But yeah, the Baradier is where I got really. It's really where I started to look at One Piece differently, okay. and where I started to look at my writing differently. So that's really interesting that you brought that up. That's that's pretty crazy. It's I think that's one of the best written arcs. Like Gein as a character, I was actually thinking of a video to put out on the side, like on my own personal YouTube channel. Yes. Yes. Of um pirates that are in one piece that we don't know what the fuck they're up to to make my own crew in the show instead of just being like i want any yell because he's cool i want ace and he wouldn't have died some shit like that or some stupid shit and interesting and what would be cool is giving him some type of giving him hockey giving him his devil or if he got a devil fruit or just giving him some type of aspects to his character that develop later on in the show because the show develops so much later on that's fucking amazing yeah it's it's a crazy act show that's yeah, I have no idea what's going on. I, I have no Dean, idea what's going on right now. Dean was my vice captain. <laughs> that's not basically. Idea. This is yeah. the best intro. There's only like three or four characters I could think of. Hold on, just gotta, do the, just, idea, just, gotta, just gotta do the normal oh, thing. Uh, my check, my check. Uh, Yo, Keith's mic works. Okay, cool. Right, yep, what is right, up, cool. everybody? Welcome, Welcome back, back to another week of Two and a Half Brain Cells podcast. I need. <laughs> Keith, Keith did the intro one time on accident last week trolling me and then thought he had the uh, you want to steer the boat tonight Keith so what's up guys welcome back to the I don't have any of the other like list of things that we're doing because I didn't look at the text oh what is yeah, up, guys? you guys were blowing up my podcast I'm Keith that's Noah that's Jay we're joined by our special guest Noah, Noah introduce our guest so 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 this is one of my Oldest, because I guess now that I'm out of high school for so long, like, those were the good old days. So this is one of my oldest best friends that I've had How for a long now? time now. Twenty-three. Shut up. Child. Hey, bro. I played, bro, I tried playing basketball I today. With this guy in high school and in college, we've gone through so much together. Uh, the last time that I saw him, I think he slapped me in the back of the head. Maybe, <laughs> possibly. Probably, deserved. Uh, deserved. Hey, bro. Hey, yeah, five years out of high school. I mean, you know what? It is what it is. We don't really give a fuck. We're here right now. We're having a good time. Probably deserved it. Uh, you probably deserved to get smacked in the back But on my Jimmy Fallon shit, he is young. He is uh-huh. talented. He is black. You couldn't. You couldn't have picked a better late night guest to, or late, late night host to m- mimic yourself after. 
Like, no, you could do, like, Colbert. To... He's pretty funny. Um, Kimmel's even better than Fallon. I mean, like, come on now. I'm oh, trying to push no, him people. as if I'm part of the Biden administration. I have to check off as many dots as possible. He's young. He's black. He's talented. He's trans. No, he's not trans. He's, he's from California. <laughs> this cool as fuck. He's, Whoa. No, he's, he's Whoa. an incredible dude. <laughs> we played football for a long time together. Now he has moved on to... Um, Huh? What? I couldn't hear you. Now he has moved. Sorry, I thought I spilled a drink. Now he's moved on from, you know, athletics to becoming the nerdiest black dude that I know, which is <laughs> pretty freaking fire, too, because there's not a lot of cool dudes like that. It's a uh, Challenger's Gambino vibe. Hey, yo. Yes. yes. Genius. Exactly. This is DC <laughs> the God. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you guys for having Welcome. me. Welcome. Thank you. First planned out guest. I didn't Pleasure have a choice, but I'm cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here, guys. Absolutely, man. Um, so the first, the first thing I wanted to do because it's been so long is just kind of allow me and him to catch up, not in a dickheadish way. It's just been a while, bro, and I wanted to just be like, you know, how have you been? What you've been up to, bro? Yes. Um. So essentially, uh, as you know, I've completely shifted from being the the athlete on campus and then to becoming the nerd. Um. <laughs> essentially. Um. It's cool because essentially I've always liked comics. Um, manga's always seemed interesting, but I never really got into it until like you know not too not too uh, recently, maybe like twenty twenty one. But essentially, I've always like had this side to me, and it's really dope that I get to bring it out. And then you know, having guys like Noah and other friends of mine here in Fresno um, who just have embraced that, haven't been like you know like oh bro that's weird, like, where are you all of a sudden into comics and manga, or why are you all of a sudden showing up like this? Like they kind of. Some friends have been like, I kind of knew that about you already. Like, this, is, this isn't, this is like, seeming interesting. Or when I would talk about things, they would just be like, hey, man. Or I feel like with you, it's like you would be like, oh, man, this this makes sense why you like these type of things or, or this. You know what I mean? But it's uh, – and we got to connect through comics. Um, we would we would take you to the comic store sometimes. Um, you know what I mean? And we would all just chill and talk in there. Yeah, just yep. – it would be so cool, bro. No, that's um, no other, bro, that's no comics and, sh- like, manga in general is, like, yes. statistically proven to be for smarter people. So – No, I, bro. Exactly. The, the, if, if I could compare him Don't to an anime up, character, it would be Riley from Boondocks. That <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. That is the most consistent comparison. So he's like a hundred. I gotta gotta say you're right there, bro. Like it's no, just yeah, no, so because said. and this I, I honestly I didn't I wasn't gonna say Ooh, I got so Noah. funny to me when the last time that I saw him, we got into an argument because and this is the only we got into an argument because I said samurai sword and he said that's called a katana, and I said. If oh. I say samurai sword and you know I make katana, then isn't it the same shit, bro? No, he and was right. He was right. And, and, no, right. and we de- and you guys are both right. No, dude, we've when we were in high school, we used to argue over football shit, get like to the point where in each other's faces. He's the only person that's ever necked me so hard that my vision went black. That's. that's I don't mean. Is that don't, a w feet? Is that a feet? Is yeah, I think feet? so. Yeah, because okay, power scaling. Here, when we power, say neck, power scaling, when a, we say neck, it's there. like you slap someone on the back of the neck. And and the reason being, actually, I deserved that because we were something for remember. senior year, and I slapped the shit out of his neck. And then yeah, get back. It was about, nah, about it was a week back. later, we were in the exact same spot, and I just heard two slides take off the floor behind me, pop, pop. And then I just the imagined air. his full cock back just in the <laughs> air because. I just couldn't air. see anything for about 10 seconds. 
<laughs> nah, it was it was it was dope though. But like like he said though, it was one thing I wanna I wanna acknowledge about our arguments. It was always over something like not not something stupid with trivial though. Yeah, nothing trivial at all. Um, it yeah. would be like like what would be going on at the time. Like um, we both like had predicted like I think um like a, a Super Bowl matchup or a playoff matchup or something like that. And we at by the time the matchup happened, we were like against each other on who would win, and we were like. We weren't just talking because we objectively liked the team. It was like I don't even think we liked the teams. No, it, it was like we were talking statistics. We were talking about why each the, the matchup oh, yeah. that happened earlier in the year. Oh, we the got fucking into it. List. Right? And and it's like, bro, they and I'm not gonna lie, our friends would watch us. They'd be like, oh, bro, they're going in. They're really making both making valid points. And it's like, that's what would the arguments would be over. And it, it would. That's why we would get so into it because my boy Noah, as as talented as he called me, as smart as he called me, he's a very intelligent person himself. And it be, I know that sounds hilarious, but at one point, this guy was smart. <laughs> but, uh, he slapped it out of him, bro. Yeah, I, I got it all out of him, and I took it in my. Yeah, it's your fault. Yeah, yeah, and you drained it. Powers, you powers it um, but yeah, it's it's yeah, bro. It would it would always be over something like like nothing trivial, and even then, the, the argument that we last got over, it was just oh, we were bro. talking about something deep, and it just yeah, no, ended he's, up an argument. Like, he's never he's we've never fought. It's only ever been like one shit i did and deserved and two it was like uh, not, I older older brother type of a thing it was never like like the, i've always looked up to dion when we played football together yeah, my junior I year i didn't play football like I, I mean i played football my whole life but my junior year when we first met i didn't play like at all the coaches didn't really like me it was a whole thing and dion was like nah bro we're gonna be we're gonna be homies you're gonna kick it with us and then the next year i was starting and throwing him touchdowns like it was it was a cool come up and we came up all the way together but he's always been like a dude that's been there to help guide me when i needed it not nah, because and sometimes that requires a little <laughs> hand to the back of the head not nah, because Noah was talented and i think what the problem was is he was the guy at his last school and he had to come over and get used to other guys being so talented and I was never the most talented guy, but I was always like the number two or the number three, right? Yeah. So I was used to having to like come in with that mentality of I kind of got to work a little bit harder. And right. Noah, it's not like he didn't have it either. Like he he as when I like would be like, hey man, let's go throw the ball, bro. You throw me the ball, I'll go run some routes. Um, you know what I mean? We he would be willing did. to do yeah. so. It wasn't like he was like, oh bro, I don't want to do that, bro. Or like one thing that I always thought was super dope is. Being a quarterback, right, I think it's really hard to, to, to have a, co a coach come to you and be like, I want you to play a different position. And one thing he was super accepting of our junior year is when the coach came to him and told him to play tight end. No questions asked. Just kind of, And I'm just like, bro, even if I'm not the starting quarterback, bro, I don't, I don't know about that one, bro. Like, I'm a quarterback, bro. Like, nah, everybody got yeah. that, especially in, like, certain sports. Like, that's the, that's the all-star role. I don't know shit about sports, to be honest. But, like... I when I was in uh, high school, I was the point guard. If someone asked me to play anything else, bro, I'll fuck you up. <laughs> I'll fuck you. I'm the point guard, bro, and that's what I play. You I'm know what I mean? I play like, point guard. They're like, "Yo, you're a center now." I'm like, "I'm barely yeah, six foot." We, mean, let's yeah. have this conversation. But it also it was a lot of Dion being like, "Yo, you don't know what's gonna come out of this. Just try it." Like I was at that time, bigger than most of the dudes that were playing that position, especially yeah. on our team. And it just gave me a chance to learn how to get real dirty with football, which I hadn't really had. And then looking like hindsight 2020, 
the next season we got a whole new coach. I went I back to playing say. quarterback, and it's what he the needed. offense that we changed to was an offense that I needed to be a dirty-ass quarterback, not somebody that was going to sit back and be a pretty boy Tom Brady in a pocket and throw. Exactly. I just needed to grab the ball and take four yards in a cloud of dust. Exactly. And, exactly. like, the experience that I had had before, because I was I was ready to give up, and I had people like Dion that were there like, yo, just keep coming. It's good. It'll happen. It's going to happen. Until the voice in your ear is gonna keep your head low. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie. At a point where I feel like he wanted to quit, it wasn't even. It was justifiable. I feel like our coach at one point and Reynolds, has it out from you know someone. I mean? Reynolds is a is he, bro. We all have. We I think every player from that team has a story about Reynolds, right? Um, uh, but essentially, he would uh. Not like they, a Jerry Sandusky story, right? Oh, bro. No, no, no. no exactly. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. That was the first coach before him. You feel me? That was, coach, that was coaches before him. Oh, for real. When he came in, his problem, <laughs> his problem, his problem, right, was that um, sometimes he didn't believe in us. When, when our team would it be like, we believe in these players. There was a point in time where we needed a touchdown and we had a quarterback who could throw, you know what I mean? And they're like, hey, put Dion in. He's our only receiver. He looks at me and everybody's like, yeah, put Dion in. I'm, I was so happy because everybody had like, was like, there for me, you know what I mean? And Asking you what, bro? Head. Bro, turns his head and is like, Romello, go go into cast the ball. And Romello's looking like, what? <laughs> Dude, Melo had no hands. And he knows this. He's not like a selfish guy. He realizes he's a running back. And he's, he looks at coach and he's like, put D on it. <laughs> yeah, literally, he's like, why not Dion? Like, and he's like, go in. And he goes in. No, after that, no question. Um, Ends up like not being able. And I'm not going to lie. The reason he didn't catch the ball wasn't like a crazy reason. I, 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 I was told like one of you guys understand sports, right? So like a receiver yeah. being able to turn, you know what I mean? And make that, that, that turn to make a grab. That was yeah. it. Oh, that was it. Dude, I remember exactly Something what he you would have never practiced. So, so, so as a running back, you don't learn the difference between turning to catch a ball and like jumping at it or catching it over the shoulder. And there's yeah, a lot, like there's that. a huge difference in that. And oh, there's yeah. multiple techniques in how you can transition to catching the ball. So what outside was, of the wheel route, they the, never get that yeah. practice. Situation. If you want me to learn football, over. they need an anime. Fire. That would be blue lock. Kirk on a basket. Fucking bro. Patrick Mahomes and Lamar. I'm just thinking of a blue lock styled football anime. That with would be real insane. life. I'll watch with it. Real I'll watch people. it. I'm. Now, so since you've watched most of those, I'm reading Blue Lock right now. I got to get in talks with you. We can work on something, oh, bro. We can talk we can, Blue Lock. I, I love to write, bro. I'm so we down. We can do this. We can do this. But yeah. I was going to say, then, I love Blue Lock. Like, it's actually my desktop right now, funny enough. I haven't read the manga. I'm trying to buy the entire thing. I have the but... first four volumes, bro. If you, oh. can, if you have a Target near you, bro. Target has them, bro. and they're cheap, bro. I'm bro. big on Target. Target always has the 20% oh. off, 30% off. Go to Target, bro. Not I'm about to, to fucking go right rob now. them shits tomorrow. <laughs> Hell nah, yeah, bro. Barnes and Noble too. If if you have one of those out there, Second and Charles, I think yeah. is another. Uh, we got Newberry Comics too. Oh, bro. Yes, comics, bro. Barnes and Noble has the great comics, but I go to my comic store for comics. But um, but yeah. Yeah, like, we got uh Newberry Comics. Newberry Comics is kind of like the mix between Barnes and Noble and Weeb shit. It's like the whole entire front is like Funko Pops and fucking. At anime manga in the back got like records like i have a record player actually it's at my brother's house but it's like records fucking anime shirts fucking actual comic books sounds like legends sounds like it sounds like legends here can i pause you just i just need to pause for one second because i'm so confused 
Yeah, let's just talk about not anime for a second. No, 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 no not the anime part. Uh, when did all of that stuff get on your shelf? What? Me? Yeah, I oh, watched you this I, entire I, time out of the corner. I yeah, wait, wait, the shelf was empty. And then all of a sudden, because I was like, that, man, he really took that, down the Josh Allen shit the one time that there's somebody here that, like, would understand the... Oh, well, the football the season is over, so I took down my football shit. And I understand. replaced okay. it with, I replaced I with just, all my legal You are so much more coordinated. I changed my room up so I could have an AC in that window. Fucking keeping my balls cold at night. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to... I'm, so I'm a mix in between both of you. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't mean to bring the podcast to a dead halt, but like... Oh, you're good. No, no, like... I, so I, I reorganized my room. I kind of cleaned a little bit. A little bit. And reorganized my room. Um, so like, Hopefully. I made this my Star Wars Wait, shelf. I made, I made my shoe rack my Star Wars shelf. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Here's my 42-inch pickle. Um, That's a W. Hopefully next yeah. week... The only 42 My setup's going to be all swapped around, too. Because so, I'm getting a chameleon, and I need to fit him in my room somewhere. Yeah. So I've got, I've got my whole uh, lightsaber. Jackson's. Lightsabers, bro. I'm gonna, I need to rewatch Star Wars. I haven't watched it in so long. Um, I did have one question that I wanted mm-hmm. Keith and Dion's opinions on, because mm-hmm. yeah, Keith sure. knows and Dion knows, but they know separately. So I don't remember <laughs> Dion's opinion. I don't like Derek Carr. And I think he's a complete wash. I think his brother was the better quarterback. And yes, 100%. And Derek should not be in the league anymore and should not have been signed to the Saints. And Keith is like, he's, there's not 32 quarterbacks better than him. There's not 15 quarterbacks right now. I think me, Keith, do you want to start? Because I feel like me and you are going to here. Do you want to start? There are are not 15 quarterbacks better than Derek Carr. Derek Carr is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in football, and through poor poor management, poor ownership, and poor coaching, for his entire career, except for the one season that they did well, and he looked like an MVP candidate. Um, other than that, the Raiders have been literally the worst team in football, like categorically, uh, overall. In the era you know in which I he's do. been the quarterback, you know what I'm doing right now. And and if you look at if you look at t- take away the 2016 season, take away the 2016 season, um, where where they went like 12 and four, and he threw, I want to say 28 touchdowns and six picks. Mm-hmm. Okay, which was, uh, in my opinion, a pretty, I mean, 2000, a pretty good. Year. If he hadn't broken his goddamn leg or his back or whatever it was, he would have exactly. won the MVP. Um, yeah. So he. For all his all it's worth, has not been the problem. I have in never Las watched Vegas. Uh, as a, as a quarterback. I haven't watched Derek Carr. I will say in college, maybe sure, but I'm not that versed in his college years. Even though I'm from Fre- no. from Fresno, so I'm not even like I'm gonna ignoring that completely. I've never watched him make good decisions. Like he's not a decision making quarterback. I've never really seen that from him, which uh-huh. in my opinion is the most important thing as a quarterback. I wasn't very, I wasn't a very good decision-making quarterback either, depending on the offense that I ran. I know that 100%, but uh-huh. as I progressed and as I aged, my decision-making got better and I never saw maturity in his decision-making. I, can I ask you uh-huh. this? In the decisions that he did have, and 
because the way I look at it, 2020, in my opinion, was a really good year for Derek Carr, right? Um, That's fair, yeah. That's good. Um, yeah. I, let, me, let me make sure I'm looking at this correctly, too. You're looking um, at it, right? 4,000 4, yards, 27 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. It was – and he had a higher passer rating than the, the 2016 year that we're talking about where he was like an MVP candidate, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And then essentially the next year, right, though he threw uh, five more interceptions, I believe, right? Yeah. 23 touchdowns, 4,800 yards, right? 94 per uh, – I think it's 94 was his passer rating. Think about – I what I like to think about, and I think to be fair to you sometimes when you were playing quarterback, the decisions that you did have to make, right? The, the options that you did have, right? In my opinion, I don't think Derek Carr, but outside of Devontae Adams, um, has had like a like top – five top ten receiver on his team has he am i mistaken i was gonna that? say oh, imagine right. having top, to pass the ball to somebody 10. that's uh top ten yes top has, five yeah. Who he had, the there was there were, there were there were a few years where he had michael crabtree and amari cooper jordy nelson amari, jordy nelson was no 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 cooper. jordy nelson was on the last two years of his career this was not it's not it's yeah, not like getting devonta adams he's prime and jordy nelson was never one of those top five guys no like no, devonta no. adams is clearly a top three receiver in football jordy nelson's best year he would have been a top five receiver but i'm not trying to die on that hill that doesn't matter here's that much. my what thing with michael crabtree right uh, hear me out you guys are all agreeing he would he was the number one receiver there and michael i would say at least a top 15 that season michael crabtree is who i thought of right but it's just i Top 10? Top 15. Yeah. I see it, right? Top 10, though? I I mean, I see him having an argument, though, because he wasn't bad, right? But then we look at Amari Cooper. He was great, right? He was top 10, but he was very inconsistent, right? Correct. I mean, was I could literally top. compare him to my, yeah. my junior year in high school. Was, was Amari Cooper inconsistent. inconsistent because of his quarterback, sure. though? Because as soon as he went to the Rams, he became consistent. I The reason why uh, The I, Cowboys. Cowboys. You're right. But, I apologize. Um, you're, you're, yeah. uh, what's um, his but, name went to the Rams, but yeah. Dak um, Prescott is not better than Derek Carr, though. Just so we're clear. Uh, no. Uh, here's the thing, though. Right? I don't like Amari, Coop, Amari, Amari, Amari Cooper. Thing, played right? better, Amari Cooper played better this year with Jacoby Brissett for a majority of his games um, than he did with Dak Prescott. And the only thing that I would have to say I'm gonna get lost with all these names. season is there was not a crowd. Like the, the, He might have been better because it was quiet. Like, because the next season it fell off. What do you mean by a crowd? Like twenty twenty. There was no was there, COVID. There were no fans. There were no fans. So in the they stands. didn't have fans in the, in the. They didn't have fans in the states. Yeah. I because I like to be fair with basketball and football. I don't like this. I just yes, it has an effect, right? Where playing an away game is definitely different. Um, and not the having Raiders, and the Raiders crowds. The Ra- I, and, I, and here's the thing, right? I actually working as a security guard, right? I ha- got to be on the Raiders, the Raiders' last game uh, in Oakland. I got to get on the field for that. And I met a couple of the players. Um, it was right before Leonard Fournette got traded, actually. Um, and it was the Jack. It was Gardner Minshew had to, like come back in like the third or fourth quarter to beat them. Right. Essentially, I feel you on the decision making, but at the same time, watching that game, and I got to watch it up close. It was one of the few times I got to watch the game up close. Darren Waller, I think has been one of the only really consistent, besides Devontae Adams recently, um, super consistent receivers or targets for, yeah, for, for Derek Carr. Right? He's a tight end, right? Yeah. Um, and 
Like, bro. Nobody's talking about him as much as they should be. One hundred percent. He's literally top five. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna. He's gonna be. Top, he's gonna be top five on the Giants too. Like it's. It's gonna be. Oh yeah, oh. and. It's gonna be, bro. He, I don't think people understand how good the, he was. Well, he was the, huge, the Giants, by the way. Now that they are getting humongous, him and they have Saquon, do you think that Daniel Daniel Jones is a quarterback enough to fucking play for them? Absolutely. Do you think you really think so? Yeah. Okay. I think I think I believe in Daniel Jones. I think Jones that so I think that the scheme that Brian Dayball runs, all Daniel Jones needed this past year. If you look at his stats and the way that his stats changed under Dayball. Not only as a passer, but as a runner, um, their offensive firepower only got better, and they're gonna they're gonna draft a wide receiver in the first round. They're mm-hmm. going to. It's it's almost like a guaranteed fact that they're going to draft a wide receiver in the first round. Um, you get Darren Waller. You keep Saquon Barkley. Um, you re-sign key wide receivers. Darius Slayton's coming back. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins, who had a good re- uh, late season resurgence for them, uh, was was pretty good. Uh, had a big game against the Vikings. Um, like they bring these guys back, they sign a couple other names, they get rid of Kenny fucking Galladay, um, and uh, I, I mean I think I think that Daniel Jones can only improve statistically from there in year two in Dable system. If you look, so in compare it to another quarterback who kind of had a rough start to his career, that Brian Dable was directly related to because he was his offensive coordinator in Josh Allen. Okay. Now this is a different, this is a different physical quarterback. Okay. This, Josh Allen is a physical specimen at the position, right? Daniel Jones does not have the arm strength that he has, the mobility, the, the, the physicality that Josh Allen has, but it's the same system. And Daniel Jones is pretty mobile. Anyway, if you look from year to year, uh, Josh Allen's rookie season was pretty rough. And then he cleaned up the interceptions. He went from, uh, 10 touchdowns and 12 picks, or no. Yeah, 10 touchdowns and 12 picks in his first year to 20 touchdowns and 9 picks in his second year to MVP candidate for every year since. You know? Um, And that's a lot of credit to Dable and his offensive system. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, getting a guy like Stefan Diggs or something. So the Giants drafting a receiver in the first round, trying to get that number one alpha dog, um, having uh, uh, an elite tight end threat in Darren Waller and having a top five back in football in Saquon Barkley. Um, I don't see how Daniel Jones fails. You said so many names. I'm so lost. Um, Just not being good. He could just not be a good quarterback. Guy had That's a three to one touchdown. One. Guy, guy had a three to one touchdown and interception ratio last year. That's damn, that's and he had seven rushing touchdowns. He threw twenty. He had twenty-two that's, total touchdowns and five bad. picks. That's not bad. I'm just seven hundred yards and seven touchdowns on the ground. That is a good stat. That's a good stat. That's a good stat. This might yeah. be a problem. That might be a problem. Because I don't. Say, about, I don't think he's going to be MVP. I think he will be in the upper half of quarterbacks. You know what I think? At the very least, he will be the quarterback for the Giants, and he will. Uh, uh, elevate them to a new level in that system because if you think about that right considering the stats that he had last year I do think it will be Saquon as still being the consistent you know guy for the offense and if Daniel Jones just has to support Saquon right which you really usually only find that more in college or back when we played that was a college thing but like 
now, you know, they're implementing these college-like systems into the NFL. Yeah, like the spread do, offense, yeah. Exactly. I think, I think that will literally play to Daniel Jones' benefit if he's not the main guy. He's not the guy. He is just supporting Saquon Barkley, who, in my opinion, and I think everybody's opinion is – is one of those he's just, he's just he's him that guy. he's that guy bro he's, he's um, one of the most physically talented running backs in the game yeah, yeah. exactly oh well, as you can see i've lost this one um <laughs> so going back to the Derek carr thing real quick um since Derek carr was drafted <laughs> by, the, wants to get the fucking by the by the oakland and las vegas raiders the, since he was drafted in 2014 the Raiders have had the 32nd ranked defense overall in football in the last 10 years. Okay? The literal worst defense in football in the last 10 years. And it's hard to play never, offense that way. He has never played with a defense you that was ranked. Bro. You know that. <laughs> he, was, he never played with a defense ranked higher than 20th. And this is going to be the game changer with the Saints because the Saints have had a top 15 defense every year for the last like five to six years. This is literally going to be – he's going to be playing – Derek Carr's going to be playing more relaxed than he ever has. He's going to be playing the most relaxed he's ever played since college. And we know, right, like I'm not trying to compare college to the NFL because that's completely two different ballgames, right? But when you have a quarterback who's adjusted to the NFL and then becomes that relaxed – and then with receivers like like Will is is Williams or what is his last name? Where's number one? I forget his name all the time. Um, Marquez Callaway. Oh my God, Callaway! If 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 is he still so, playing for the so, Saints? Uh, they've got they've got um, Michael Thomas. They've got I think they've got Callaway. I on forget that about Thomas. He's um, been injured. Oh my Chris, God. Chris, Chris Olave. Who had a You're putting Derek Carr around weapons. Are you uh, Alvin Kamara, like a, a, um, a, 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 an artillery. Are you are you actually able to be that relaxed in New Orleans? Like they get hit by a hurricane flood every single year, bro. Derek Carr, I would be tense as fuck in Central California. Nah, bro. The the craziest crackhead screaming outside. He knows when he can chill out. He knows. Yo, nah. I I think we met the craziest crackhead. Uh, every year, our like surrounding friend group. <laughs> he knows what we're talking about. But we go on like a fucking yearly trip somewhere, and because we live, we live all on the East Coast, except for our one friend who lives in Minnesota. So, like in 2021, we went to North Carolina. Last year, we went to Virginia. Okay. We went to Virginia, and we took like an hour drive to the fucking Virginia, Virginia Beach. Beach. Yeah. That's dope. And oh yeah, my be... god, we all had to That's go take a piss. That's not the dope part. Go we ahead. all had to take a piss. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, fuck, let's go to the 7-Eleven, because we parked next to it. So we get over there, and there's just like this very clearly homeless white dude. Cracked out white motherfucker. Cracked out. And he, he's sitting there, like, drinking his alcohol, and he looks up at me, and he gets scared. And I was like... What? And his eyes like widen. He goes, "You're, you're the devil." Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Just cause my skin color. And I'm like, bro. We were like, we were like, what do you mean? He goes, "You're black. You're the devil." And I was like, bro, chill the fuck out. Whoa. Not nah, hey, W so friend, bro. bro. W friend. No, no. I was just laughing my ass off. I was like, there's yeah, no way like, a what? homeless person outside of a bathroomless Seven Eleven thinks he's better than me. Yeah, in the middle nah, of Virginia Beach. Nah. Wow. So. I have a, a w similar story, not as probably not as crazy as that, but it just caught me off guard because like I've never but really yes. been on either side of the racial shit because my mom's like as white as like 
looking at the sun and turning red. And my dad's just only a little bit darker than me. So, like, I get dark in the summer, but, like, right now, I'm white as fuck, bro. I feel you. I feel you. It's what's a called, bro. So, I, having a similar story, though, to that, because I, I, I definitely understand that with, with friends who... I have a boy named, named Edwin. He's he's what's a called, bro. He's just like you, bro. He, <laughs> bro, he, I've he, known Edwin since I was, like, five years old. My brother to death. His, his to death. Cousin, Shout out to Edwin. His cousin broke my collarbone. When, when I yeah. was 11, I oh, was man. playing football in my front yard, and I tried to tackle him, and he broke my collarbone. I literally blew up, grew up around the corner from this kid, and now he's like seven feet tall. Bro, he's a giant, right? But uh, <laughs> he's like, he's definitely, yeah, I understand that aspect with, with him, him being, um, you know, his dad being black and Japanese and his mom being white. I definitely understand that. Um, but essentially, um, a similar story I have to you with, with the crackhead. I'm walking outside of the store with Shorty, right? And you know what I'm about to she knows what I'm about to say. So we're walking <laughs> out, um, and we're we got like some drinks and shit. We're, I had like my asada fries in the freaking um, in the freaking. We went to Robert Tito's, bro. I love, bro. Y'all know asada fries. Asada fries. Nah. Right? No. So like just asada, right? Put okay. Start with fries, asada, beans, and then you might get at like pico de gallo, um, okay. onions, Word. cheese, all that type of stuff. Yeah. It's Fire, yeah, right? like just like loaded, really like super loaded fries. Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah, um, yeah. And then I got a soda fries and a burrito because I always get two things. I'm skinny, but I eat a lot. No, it was, it was crazy, bro. Um, I I used to like he could tell you I used to eat with the linemen sometimes during like bro, our little things. I, I was eat. like sixty pounds heavier, bro. That, that was it. Yeah, it was just he was just a little bit bigger than I was. Like I mean, compared to like the linemen, you know what I mean? Um, and essentially, what's it called? Um, we're walking out. Um. And this crackhead looks at me from the moment we walk out the store. But I'm like, no, it's whatever, bro. As long as, like, Shorty's behind me. And she gets to the car, right? And he doesn't say anything. Or he keeps his eyes on me. So I'm like, whatever. And before I get to the car, before, like, as I'm passing him, he's like, give me a dollar before I knock you out. And I'm like, like, I'm like, bro. Like, okay, one, you're not going to knock me out. But two, if you did knock me out, why just a dollar? Like, you could literally take everything in my wallet at that point. Why do you want one dollar, bro? A single, a single dollar? Like, bro, you should be pressing me if this is the case. You know what I mean? Bro, that's a goddamn pause, pause, pause lemonade brisk. Hold on. Pause for a second. I just noticed something that I'm... Just give me one second. Just, you guys continue with your, what you're doing. I just need to... I don't want to unexplain my disappearance. Give me one second. For sure. For sure. Right. Wait. Uh, Where's he going? He's gone? Um, nah, he's, he's going to get a sodifies. <laughs> ah. uh, but what's it called <laughs> but yeah bro I'm like bro like get out of here bro, there, bro. like hey, no like, I didn't even say I'm like bro get out of here bro, bro. like and he's like alright but he gave that's what was so crazy he gave up so quick there's no you are a oh that's a W yes 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 I was like I, was like, I think I still have I think I still have this shirt, uh, shirt in a drawer that's a W, bro. Everybody said I'm I was a like, oh shirt. shit, your oh, shirt, man. bro. Hold on, hold on, watch yes. This. Watch this, guys. W. Watch this. Uh, oh, man. What is it? Oh, dang. I, I was hoping it was a Superman <laughs> shirt. Jeez. You suck, no. Noah. <laughs> nah, imagine it. Getting anti-climatic. I just got to say, Batman v Superman's been a thing forever. Who the fuck's on Superman's side, bro? This is I'm, this is going to be very I don't interesting. Really fuck, this is I, I don't, interesting. I want no, you to go. I don't Keep fuck going. with. No, no, no. I don't That's fuck actually... with DC Comics as heavy as I do Marvel. But like Batman's just that guy. He just pulls up out of nowhere and does everything. So that that's such an interesting. Uh... <laughs> so so I write down like 
how I want to try to direct the pod before we do. Oh wait, yeah, we're supposed we... to interview him. No, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going on that. Yeah. Don't worry. This is actually yeah. a great transition. This is that yeah, just, amazing just, transition just, actually. So yeah. what I got I is that Noah. So what I got is that Noah was the kid that write the S's with the six lines in the middle school fucking Absolutely. history books. I was also that kid. <laughs> I was also that kid. Yes, W. It wasn't just the history books. It was also uh, the bathroom stall walls. Uh, everything I could find. Any, yeah, anything and everything. <laughs> anything that had the space do, to do, do it. Do you bro. know the origin of that was never found? I saw a video on that a while ago. I'm so dense as a kid. I didn't care, bro. I was just doing it. No, no, no. I'm the same way, but I saw like a a YouTube short on that where it was like 600,000 years old. They found like records of the six line S's, bro. Bro, (laughs) This has been drawn forever. Like what? That was AI generated for sure. Bro, I would hope so. Let me me find out. Maybe we're actually doing that back in the day. That'd be insane. That was a great uh, transition into the next kind of a... Thing which is one of the things that I've found out that DC does since we haven't really been you know kicking it as much is he does TikTok debates. Which is it? Wait, hold on. Has, no, no. Does he? Does he? Uh, do you not kick it with him because he's in Disney World instead of Disneyland? It's, yeah, because if he was in Disneyland, bro. Then, then you could hit him up and you guys could like get dinner. You guys could kick. Yeah, we could just meet up. But he's in Disney World, so like there's. But no, sometimes no, no, no. he doesn't know the difference. No, 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 no. no oh, am I missing up the difference right now? Oh my God! Yeah, no. He's in Disneyland. Noah. Because yeah. because if he's in Disneyland, if 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 you were to go to Disneyland, this is you guys could get food. And you guys could kick it. Yeah. Exactly. We could get food. Yeah. We could we could we hang out. Kick it. Yeah. You know, kick with it. all of these debates, I still don't know what one's what. It's Disney Florida, Disney California. Getting getting back on topic. One of them is in Florida, and the other one is in Mexico. In Anaheim, California. Nope. I was a little surprised when he said that. Slightly. I was like, oh. Gonna go with that? Just gonna go with it. I mean, most of them speak Spanish there. Are you sure of that? You guys are close to the border, bro. You've never been to Disneyland? I have. But, like, is it recent? Is that a recent thing? I haven't been in a while. It's brown paradise. I found my people. Hey. Look, hold on, hold on. Don't look. Don't make that face when I say that, kid. Like, I'm not allowed to say it. (laughs) <laughs> Continuing on with the talking to him about things that he does. Um, okay, yeah, but you know he does TikTok debates. So yes, that I do debate comics. Yes. One of the things that I've had long conversations in depth in depth with him be- about. So right before we get into that, don't lose that train of thought, Jay. I just wanted to ask, how exactly do these TikTok TikTok debates work? How are they structured? How do you guys go about doing that? So essentially, when I first got in, because I um, have like. Not, I don't want to say I've elevated, but I've gotten better, and I've uh, tried to, you know, increase the the competition that I go against. Um, but essentially, um, uh, how when I got first got into TikTok, my my boy, Bro Selena, who I actually was talking to today, I should to actually uh, send him this podcast right now um, when I get the chance to. Um, essentially, yep. he would make a video, right, uh, and he would explain his premise and essentially his points. Um, and I would explain my points in a video, and then we would respond um, to said videos. And that would go on for however long, you know what I mean? You needed Until to Until somebody gives up. Until somebody gives up. Um, sometimes it would just be like enough people in the comments, which sucks sometimes because, you know, it's sometimes that's just somebody's opinion, and it could be somebody being somebody famous playing favorites. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, ah, oh, you know, they won this debate or whatever. Um, but sometimes, but most of the time, it's pretty objective. Most of the time, it's like, you know, like that. But um, other than that, 
um, if it gets into it, one of my fa- one of my first favorite debates. Shout out to my boy uh, uh, um, King Six, right? Me and him got into it about Spider Man versus Deathstroke, and it went on for like three videos. And somebody was like, "Why don't you guys just go live? It'll be it'll be one of your." Like it's like your third, you know, debate. You're like a new hot debater on the scene. It was somebody is told his, me. Uh, is his YouTube just straight up six with like uh, a girl with a hat? No, I do he know. doesn't do uh, YouTube right now. He's gonna move on to YouTube though. Um, but right, uh, like, King Sixty, he had like started on TikTok a little bit after me. I had like I had like three or four victories at the time, so I was like a new hot debater or whatever. And he was like just new on the scene, right? And so I had the I was on the Spider Man side, and he was on the Deathstroke side, and we went live after three or four videos. Um, and after, you know, agreeing to go live, having our boy Joy, shout out to Joy6, he debated, he judged our debate, and I, like, that was, I've debated a lot of people, right? That was one of the most competitive, deb- that was the one debate I was like, what I What Spider-Man were you using, though? Because like, I was using Cosmic- base Spider-Man. Base Spider-Man right, versus base say, And I'm not gonna say lie, fucking... looking back on it, 6, I love you, you probably, like, looking back on it, we both know Deathstroke wins that fight, but- I won the debate. That's what. That's all that matters. I, won. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say because you could just say like fucking Cosmic Spider Man and he just kind of runs exactly runs through. Him. Yeah. What we like to do is do base forms, or if we're not doing base forms, if we're doing a, a higher tier debate, we kind of let that be something with a parallel state. Exactly. Like, Usually, yeah. what happens is is especially like as I moved forward with the, the debate, how we would get a premise is like arguing through the comment section. So I actually, it's crazy. Comic talk has like arcs, right? It's funny because we, we have manga, you know, guys over there, anime guys. So we, we have arcs, right? One of the bigger arcs, your boy was like a star of it. It was me versus this guy named Bazing, right? And we would debate like, hey, babe, am I lying here? Me and Bazing would debate, make a video every day, back and forth, <laughs> back and forth. And I'm a Batman fan. Let it be known. Yeah. Huge Batman fan. So I'm a Superman fan. Number That's my number one favorite character. But I have more Batman comics than I do have, like, Superman comics. It's kind of crazy. It's just um, more interesting. It, I love to read him. He's a little bit more relatable. But actually, I don't find it more interesting. I think he's just better written. It's it's just True. a known fact. Batman is just r- r- way better written. Um, and there's seven better, million Batmans. There's fucking laughing. What is it? Laughing Night. The fucking uh, yeah. Uh, the, the Batman who laughs. Um, you know, Batman, uh, Batman laughs, one yeah. million. Who's like the most skilled Batman out there? Which is crazy because I'm like, how do you get more skilled than base Batman? Batman. Base Batman. Yeah. Uh, Batman Beyond. You know, all different types of Batman. But Everything. essentially, um, you know, me and him would debate Batman versus Black Panther because essentially I hated how he talked about Batman. He just would like wank him to make him seem like superman level and as a superman fan it was offensive and i just couldn't let it slide <laughs> so i picked the worst character that i could think of to match up against batman and beat this kid with him every time i could he, i didn't always win this kid was was a good debater or a decent debater so you know what i mean it was a back and forth thing it was a, a war everybody was like like every day waiting like oh no bazing versus dc video today like oh man you guys are on different topics this is crazy because we could debate every day um shout out to bazing though i hope he's uh, i hope he's doing good i haven't talked to him in, like a lot long time but um essentially then what what happened is i moved on to more discord type things because uh i got better at power scaling um essentially and uh i got more into manga and manga power scaling is is more interesting too crazy bro Uh, people are just out of pocket they're like um, yo nagi from blue lock could fuck up luffy and i'm like it's cool kid (laughs) it's 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 so so people just say out of pocket shit just out of pocket things A, a lot of wild things are said on the internet i I've had to learn how to deal with trolls, and that's one thing aspect of debating that I uh, I had to pick up. Someone say troll, I'm here. Hello. <laughs> nah, it's it's good to troll. Speaking of trolls, let me pull up my text receipts. Really Keith, it's like saying um, 
Oh my god. How do I put this in Keith terms? Ben 10 could fuck up Pit Rick. Actually, that'd be a cool ass fight to watch. That'd be a dope ass fight. Randomly? I'm randomly? sorry. Have you guys watched that fight? Have you guys watched season six? No, I haven't. I've only watched Yeah, five. of Rick and Morty? You have? After season six in a power scale. Do you power scale? I don't get that into this. He, oh, he for is sure. not a manga. Res respect, but like I don't get into it. No, facts, facts. You got yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, power scaling wise, things like guys touching each other's butts in good plays. He works I for don't... the he works for the Boy Scouts, so he's it really works. into. I was talking kids. about football. <laughs> Yeah, Touching each other's butts in good plays? <laughs> you really just thought I was gay for a second. Oh, man. It's, it's a, you know what I mean? Good play, man. No? <laughs> was that us? Only us? Ah, for sure. Maybe we're gay. Uh, may maybe. <laughs> maybe. Nah. <laughs> Continue. Nah, nah, but uh, essentially, um, uh, we went, uh, um, with Discord debating um, and power scaling, uh, like what I learned with Rick, Rick in season six is insane, right? Um, and I genuinely think that Ben Ten would probably, probably not have a way to deal with anything Rick Rick has in his in his box, scientifically, right? Scientifically, yeah. yeah. Not just scientifically, like just um, are you guys like aware of like concepts like Chekhov's gun with like physics and things like that, uh, yep. or like Deus Ex Machina, which is literally like the power in, in comics and manga to, or in any fiction to just win. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? He has that in his garage, so it's like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we can get. I don't know if we can get the if only, we get him above Rick. But only thing, Ben only 10's thing amazing though. Ben Ten has is oh my god! I haven't Alien watched X. Ben Ten in like yeah. I was gonna say I haven't watched Ben Ten in forever, but Alien X is like that's insane. actually people love to just take Alien X instead of Ben as a whole. They just like taking Alien X versus character sometimes. I've heard yeah, Alien X versus Superman. <laughs> <laughs> so then. You said Superman was your favorite, or is your favorite superhero? Superman is by far my favorite character. He is the GOAT. Um, I genuinely don't think Superman can do anything wrong. Uh, the only time that Superman does wrong is if the writer is writing him incorrectly. Um, that is my genuine... Brian Michael Bendis, I, I am talking to I you. Watch, <laughs> I watched him punch a hole through the Joker. So, so with Injustice, right, what a lot of comic <laughs> book fans believe, right, is that that was just a misconception of everybody's favorite character. But I, and everybody doesn't like it for that. But when you think about an alternate universe, a universe that's flipped on its head, right, like the, opposite. Um, the opposite, right, or not even exactly the opposite, but things that would lead to, to opposite, opposite things, things that would take our base characters that we know them for, right? And turn them into the opposite. Like an alternate parallel. Down. An alternate parallel, yes, yes. Essentially, Keith, it's, fuck you, I'm it's, smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, essentially, motherfucker, you just started um, jumbling time words together and hope it worked. And it did, <laughs> motherfucker. I, I, I give my boy a W for that. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but essentially, right, like you said, um, it's, yeah. it has to do with like space time and stuff like that. When you have a, a, a different universe where things are meant to be different, right? Um, and it, I think with with everybody being able to be like, oh, this is our favorite character flipped on their head with every single character. The writer who wrote that had to understand those characters to a very high degree, right? Yeah, in they my have opinion, to get all no, their personality and warp them. Exactly to completely warp them to the opposite thing. It's just and to understand just a person's personality is hard. And for a character who is written in the 1930s, right? Some of these characters in the 1930s, some of these characters have been changed completely over those time periods. To be able to fully understand their characters as they are now, 
um, with everything in the past and then flip it on its head and then give us yeah, things that we did script. like. Exactly. I do. I think that's good writing. Um, yeah, I'm not saying people have sure. to like it, but it's because I, I don't like it as a Superman fan. Like you said, put punched a hole through the Joker. Don't like that because Superman would never do that. Um, but um, oh, that's like the, the oh shit moment if you've exactly. seen the movie or something like that. You're like oh. It, it, oh if, interestingly enough, with Injustice, right? Um, if you guys know, um, uh, the the reason he does that is because I, Jonathan Kent is murdered. Oh, you don't know the reason why he does that? I don't. Oh, so oh, you so, so right. This is a, this is great. This is amazing, right? So essentially, this is amazing. It's it's one of it's it's a com it's also a video game. So like, if you guys can get into that story, that'd be great. Oh, uh, but essentially, uh, <laughs> Superman, right? Um. It's it's oh, a beautiful man. beginning into the story because you know Batman and and Superman are best friends. He um lear- he you know he can hear heartbeats right. He hears yeah. his child's heartbeat for the first time in the middle of the night and wakes up and he's like, "We're gonna have a kid, right?" And she's like, "Yeah, I didn't want to tell you, but I guess that wasn't gonna get it right. I didn't think about that. That's what Lois Lane yeah. says, right?" Um, he flies to Superman, one of the best bro moments ever in comics, right? He's like, "Hey, I have something to tell you," and he's like, um either something or you're having a kid and he's like how did you know that and he's like bro you're smiling like a you're fucking glowing idiot. bro like bro like he's like bro you're literally you're smiling glowing. right now bro like you you can't help but stop smiling your heartbeat is like racing right now i can see it through my my goggles right now bro like it's either either something somebody was hurt or you you are having a kid bro and congratulations because batman we know isn't a really emotional guy he he gives him a hug he like he's like eh. i think he asked superman asked him to be the the um the godfather, godfather. the child it was like a yeah. really dope bro moment between them two right and then you know the joker um very because people think the joker is just crazy he's very intelligent he's just as he's smart as batman ridiculously intelligent exactly that's why he's able to compete with batman so much um you can't compete with a genius without being a genius yourself um uh, and essentially he, Although I feel like part of the Joker Batman dynamic is Batman's just like pure logic, like strong mental. He can work his way around things, and Joker's just pure insanity to the point where you can't calculate for pure insanity. Exactly. If I fucking go dip my shoe in peanut butter, you'll never see that coming because you're like, exactly. what the fuck's wrong with this? And that, <laughs> but that makes sense to the Joker. All that makes sense yeah. to the Joker, which makes it all the more interesting. Um, but what makes it so hard for Batman to just like kill off the Joker is the ba- Batman is also, you know, he has issues. He has like a psychological issues, and he understands that. He goes to Arkham to, you know, help with these issues. So he doesn't want to just off somebody who he feels like is is psychologically off. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, he wants so, to help them. Exactly. That's why he, Batman um, doesn't kill any of his villains. Exactly. He's always just them back in Arkham. And the Joker gets bored with that, right? Um, so essentially, combining fear toxin with kryptonite, right? He essentially um, captures Lois Lane and is able, with the kryptonite, able to get through his pores, right? Because it's kryptonite. And then mixing that with the fear toxin, he's able to... Scarecrow's fear toxin. Yeah, so scarecrow. Exactly. Crazy. Scare- definitely, definitely. Scarecrow's for a fear toxin, right? Um, he essentially um, m- makes Lois Lane looks like Doomsday, which is the only thing that Superman is scared of. So the first he thing also he does, kills the Flash somewhere in between that, right? Uh, it's a little, it's a little bit later, right? Um, but essentially, uh, um, the, the Flash is like right as looking for Lois. Yeah, everybody's looking for Lois because they're like, if Superman gets there, right, that's gonna be a problem. Because Batman's like investigating him, and the Joker, you know, he's crazy. He's telling Batman what he did. They're trying to keep like the Superman Lois out of safe. the out of the you know what I mean out of the loop because they're yeah. like, if he finds out, this is bad. Um. He finds out, 
runs up, uh, the Flash ends up getting killed because the Flash is the only person who would have beat Superman there, right? Um, as uh, 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 you said. And essentially, we get to a point to where when Superman gets in there, he sees Doomsday instead of Lois, right? And he flies her up into the sky and is like, I like he's just doing what he possibly can because now, not just is he protecting Lois, he's protecting a child now, right? Um, and he's like just so scared, but he's like being, you know, Superman, he's being brave and he flies doomsday up there and by the time into the fear space. toxin into space you know what i mean and by the time the fear toxin wears off that's when he like lois lane is already gone you know what i mean his her heartbeat is already like stopped so he, he kills finding, lois lane yeah he he's when he realizes he's the one who like it takes him a while to like realize that she's dead right and, and then joker dead. also blew up his fucking city exactly <laughs> i forgot about why did i forget about that he then as soon as no no, no what he did was is he oh it was the, the heart bomb, Yes, he planted the bomb inside of Lois Lane, so he made it seem like her heart was still pumping, but she was long gone, right? And he comes down thinking that that he saved Lois, and then the bomb goes off, and his entire city is, like, destroyed, right? Everybody I think the bomb was, like, worked into her heart to where when she stopped living, the fucking entire city goes back. That might have, yeah, that might have, that might have been it, and he was, like, just too late. That, that probably was it to add some dramatic edge, because that's Tom Taylor for you. Um, but yeah. essentially... He, that's why he ends up killing the Joker because the Joker, as he says, is I got bored with you. It's too hard to beat you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he, he was like basically I'm tired of the same old cat and mouse. But this exactly. was child's play. It was like taking this, candy from a baby. Superman hears it all and just boom. <laughs> hears all of that and is like, man, this guy has to. He, that's what he thought of it. Awesome. Immediately. And um, it's non-Superman. I don't like that. But what I do like is that it it did do a good job. The emotional tension. Uh, the emotional tension and what's going on currently right is that that child would have grown up to be john kent not to take up too much time no, but fine. john kent ends up being born in the main universe john kent is now stuck in the injustice universe and superman had the, the superman there that you know has lois lane gone he's looking at john and the last the last page of the issue is you have your mother's eyes and he's just crying so hard and it's like dang like where is Come this gonna go um, Some other crazy shit happens too, like Nightwing dies because fucking Damien. Fucking hate Damien. Oh yeah, and that's injustice. Yeah, the the rest of the main injustice storyline, but they're continuing yeah. the injustice storyline now, where John Kent is, you know, or Superman in that universe is meeting what would be his son, John Kent. So, um, the kid doesn't live, even though it's like Superman's baby. No, no, it was like Half an embryo, like like yeah. the first two months of being pregnant in yeah, her. Wasn't, and she wasn't very. Dies. He just caught on really quickly. Like he, it, they, they mentioned that in the story as well. I had a really funny like abortion <laughs> somewhere in there. But now you're just sad. Was, no, but then I was like, dang, that's too. Yeah, like I feel you. That's not. It doesn't work anymore. I yeah. mean, it does. It's like, is this what we're gonna have to do to get an abortion in Texas? Oh, wow. <laughs> that might be. See, that's the. We're gonna have to implant. Hits. We're gonna have to implant some Kryptonians in there. Um, <laughs> that's gonna have to happen. You can make me. But like, also, I was like, Michelle's here, and I don't want to like. <laughs> I make crazy jokes all the time. It's fine. I know, but I can catch a heel real fast to the jaw just from. <laughs> never, you <laughs> never know. And if you sleep already, well, I, all I can do is get I'll kick your ass. All you can do is take a dollar. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all I can do is take a dollar, bro. <laughs> take a dollar. <laughs> nah, but yeah, Superman. Superman's my favorite character. He's a he's an amazing character. He's a great person. Um, the reason I love him so much is because he's who I aspire to be as a person, but as a human, right? Um, 
you know, with his morals and everything like that. But interestingly enough, he's not human at all. Uh, so, so then, how? At all. Or, in the story that you're currently writing now, mm-hmm. are there any aspects that you kind of see in your? Well, first, tell us about that. Like you, at last I heard you were writing a comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard a, we were talking a little bit before, and you said that it has kind of transitioned into a manga. Both comics and manga, yeah. Both, okay. So tell us a little bit about that. What's that called? Um, so for the comic, I don't have a name for my universe yet because with comics, um, I know things have to be more in-depth. I can't just write a comic book on one character. Uh, though I would like yeah. to write an Invincible-type story um, because Invincible is one of my favorite comics. Um, I, I do no. think that's more for the manga side of things, um, and I, that's what I plan to do with my manga. But essentially, my comic book universe doesn't have a name yet. Um, I... I have. I'm doing world building. Um, what I'm working for, working on right now is the space aspect of it, the cosmic aspect of it. Because, essentially, um, what I was telling you over the phone, right, is what an interesting aspect is is that uh, when you're creating things, it's. I don't want to be weird with this, but um, essentially, you gotta kind of look at yourself like God because you're creating everything. Um, you're literally building yeah. every little. If I use a planet named Pagos. Next to Earth, there's a planet named Pegasus. Planet named Pegasus just pops up. You know what I mean? Um, And with that, as I've um, shout out to my my friend group um, that I met on TikTok actually, Um, Three Swords, Trippy, Barhat, Omni Oven. um, I'm uh, I'm not trying to forget anyone, um, but I love all of you guys. Um, They've shown me so much. They've helped me grow so much as a writer because they're they're all, they all love different stories. They all love comics and manga. Um they're all so intelligent in their own ways. It's like and and it's not even in their own ways as in like 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 just they're they're all intelligent, but they have certain things that they like just specialize in that to me as a writer, I feel like it's still that blessed. From. Now, yes, yeah. I've been so blessed to be around them and they they just they've helped me grow so much as a writer. Um, especially what I learned, what I was talking about with Oda at the intro, um, my boy Three Swords is who helped me put, put me onto that. Um, and then just the aspect of, of how creative I want to be with each and every world. Um, my boy Trippy has put me onto that. Um, It's crazy. I was going to say Oda be foreshadowing shit like 20 years. Foreshadowing is something that I, I'm like just as a a dude who loves literature, right? I I love those type of things. Foreshadowing, um, a characterization, depth. Um, I, I'm somebody when I go on TikTok, what right, what I want to do right now, and what I do want to do on YouTube is essentially go in depth about you know writing, and it'll help me with my writing when I want to you know add the depth to my story, add the characterization for my characters, um, the world building, the pacing, the character growth um, is so important. Exactly, character development, um, world building, as we said, and foreshadowing, as we said with Oda. Um, it's it's just all of those things. They my friend group and these different stories have helped me grow with. Um, I don't have a name for that yet, and I don't have a name for my manga yet, but I do have. An idea for my story. Um, yeah, as you know, um, I have a little brother. Um, uh, I have you know more siblings than that, but I have a brother who's closer to me in age. Um, and uh, I'm not necessarily writing things about him, but essentially me and him having that brotherhood and like I just it's something it's a concept that I understand very well. Um, so essentially with my manga, I want it to be maybe not too long, but maybe like maybe at max 100 chapters. But essentially a story about two brothers um, and them going through um, a lot as kids um and the the brother will be the deuteragonist and the younger brother will be the deuteragonist and the antagonist and the you know the main character the protagonist will be uh um 
the older brother. Um, and essentially, um, it's just going to be not just them clashing physically in fights because, you know, manga has to have a fight, has a great fight scenes, um, seinen or shonen. But um, essentially, I want to have their ideologies clash um, and their ideologies be built up from their childhood and it leads to why they clash. Um, but essentially, it's not like they're exactly against each other. Essentially, um, it's just, you know what I mean? They're not exactly me versus you it's a war of truths that's something that uh, as you've read Jujutsu Kaisen that it's a fa- one of my favorite lines from Mahito is where he's like you're, you're so childish you know what I mean um, this is a you think this is a, a good versus evil like superheroes versus supervillains um, but yeah. it's not this is what I believe in truthfully this is a clash of truth a clash of ideals uh, idiosyncrasies and um, that's why I because I fight that way you fight the way you do right that's why I will always win it's not until Yuji starts fighting for what he believes in and his ideals. Um, it's not until then that he's able to compete against Mahito fully. Um, and so that that was so good to me that I just I was just like I need that in my manga and in my comic verse. Um, I just I want to make sure. Um, I know you don't read DC comics as much, but Grant Morrison has inspired me to make sure that the cosmology of my series is is very in depth. Essentially, is that Green Lantern writer? Uh, he was a Green Lantern writer. Um, he wrote a bunch of stories, right? But what he has been told to take care of is essentially everything that has to do with the uh, <laughs> with the uh, uh, cosmology of DC. So that pertains to mm. how the universe is built, how the multiverse is built, the omniverse is built, what concepts rule what, uh, what concepts are prominent within each universe. And that has put me in a different light um, because essentially when you look at uh, stories like um, uh, 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 a Sandman, right, where you're talking about the concepts of dreams, the concepts of death, the concepts of uh, whatsoever, you know what I mean? Um, essentially, those beings are completely different from us. And there's no way that me as a human being, as a, as as what we call in power scaling, a three-dimensional being, right? There's no way I could understand a 5D being or higher, right? There's no way that I could fully grasp what they could grasp me because they can see even, me, But Even some people with, like, full-on ideologies, like, um, I'd hate to be, keep on beating on the One Piece horse, but that's the entire point of One Piece. It's all of the main characters are so idealistic. Like, mm-hmm. Sanji will never lay his hands on a woman mm-hmm. or will never let food go to waste because he was sitting on an island starving for, like, 30 days. <sighs> Shit, Zoro will not lose mm-hmm. until he, he becomes the best. Mm-hmm. Luffy will not stop until he gets what he wants. Shit like that. Like just ideologies are so important. I feel like any story. Mm-hmm. You can even go back to like fucking Macbeth and talk about him just wanting to do good and just watching everything he did crumble apart. Exactly. So then, is that why you feel like? <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. Is that why you re- you feel like you relate to Superman? the most because you feel like your guys' ideologies line up the um, most as how yours does in real life? Interestingly enough, I feel like I'm a mixture between Batman and Superman. It, it gets hard to think like Superman a lot. That's what I love about Superman, right? Um, and other characters like Tanjiro or um, who's a really, really nice guy? Deku, right? It's wow. really hard to be those guys. It's very, very fucking hard. I want to be that guy so bad. Even... I was going to say, even like Luffy or Naruto. Luffy? Luffy is who I feel like I'm like, right? <laughs> Luffy's Luffy, an asshole, bro. Bro, the thing is with Luffy, right? Luffy wants to be that nice guy too. But Luffy's the definition of like, 
See, this is why I can't be that nice guy. Like he, he's he fucking around and finding out. Yeah, he's often runs it. So like, there's a guy, right? Like Arlong is one of my favorite arcs, right? Um, because one thing about Luffy, right, that people think he's just a very simplistic, just because he's a simple character and doesn't, um, you know, have too much character development. When you're, you have a character who's already set in a very good ideology. There's no need to develop. He's already he, and in the story, yeah, right? There. He's he's there to free everyone, right? And Nami, you know, who's an important character in the story, right, is essentially a slave to Arlong, who we'll, we'll learn more. I, I, I've been told I'll learn more about Arlong that'll make him so much more interesting to me. But, and the, the Fishman. Not as a whole, interesting. You'll see him. You'll see him in a better light. Exactly, right? Yeah, it'll make the Fishman as a whole more but, interesting and in how they looked at humans. You know what I mean? But essentially, um, with, with, with Nami being, you know, uh, somewhat of a slave to, to Arlong. He's who's like a freer. shark dude. He's not human. Yeah, Arlong's a, like a shark dude who can breathe underwater and shit like that. Yeah, so Arlong is it's a, kind of is like a, a racism clash. Exactly. That's what makes it so, and that's what I think is going to be so crazy when I learn more about Arlong. I feel like there's going to be something, or not more about Arlong, but the fishmen in, in general. I feel like there's going to be a piece of that that makes me go like, hmm. So this is what happened. Um, but essentially, yeah, you get the whole backstory. Yeah, I can't. I, well, I can't <laughs> but essentially, um, you have a point where Nami. Um, is ba- he basically Luffy? He hasn't really not that he cares too much. Uh, doesn't care. I mean, um, he, he doesn't care too much about things. He's a guy's like my. He's not gonna go too in deep to why he needs to, to take Nami out of there. He's like my my friend's in trouble. I'm gonna help him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then when he learns about why, you know what I mean? He Nami's in such a tough situation, being in her room, right? Um, Luffy steps it up to a completely different level, and it's one of those moments where it's like, see, I wanted to be nice. I wanted to handle things lightly. But this is why I can't, right? And that's why I love Luffy so much. What Luffy doesn't do, though, Luffy doesn't, like, fuck up your entire life. He doesn't kill you. He fucks up your dreams. Yeah. Arlong's whole dream that's what's so important was to-, to make Fishman not be segregated, basically. Because, like, you go to other places and everyone's like, oh, the fucking Fishman. Exactly. It's, it's slavery. So he just wanted a place where his kind could be safe. So he has this little human girl drawing out sea maps because Nami's like a cartographer. She likes mapping out. I very gifted at that. that. Yes. Yeah, she's very talented at drawing maps and shit like that. And Luffy, while fighting Arlong, is like shoved into the room where she has probably ten thousand maps drawn out and shit like that. And then he, that's just when he snaps and he brings down the entire fucking building. They're in the middle of like a really tall tower, and Luffy just brings down the entire fucking building, everything that Arlong's worked for. Gub Battle Axe, bro. That was one of the best Gub Gub Battle Axes I had seen early. early it was. It really was. So then, just so that way we can keep Keith interested just a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> Keith's falling asleep, uh, bro. Let's relate some anime to real life, real quick. Cool luck. I'm just gonna. The Israel Adesanya <laughs> fight from this weekend. I didn't watch. You you might not have watched it, but have you seen anything from it? No. Jalen, as I'm setting this up, can you try to find the knockout? Oh, Um, oh, oh, is it the one where he, like, jumps at him or some shit? So, so, this is, do you know about, you know, you know the storyline behind this Israel fight? Uh, essentially with the kid, or is it bored to it? Well, no, it's with the the entirety of, like, the whole fight itself. No, I'm not not familiar. <clears throat> lost his championship belt the last time that he fought this person. Oh, okay. He knocked him out cold. This is the only person that has ever knocked Israel out in this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did it once uh, 
before in kickboxing as well, uh, Izzy was the kickboxing champion, and on the right shit, right? As soon, uh, give me one second, and then I'll tab in. Uh, and dude has like this just undeniable left power in his left hand that he just throws this hook and just puts Izzy to sleep. And the the first time the the first time that they fought, uh, Alex Pereira. Uh, Alex Pereira won by decision. The second time they fought, he knocked Izzy out. Izzy goes to UFC, has this amazing run, and then Alex comes to the UFC, is kind of handed a title fight. Everybody says that, but the story following it is he's the only person that's beat Izzy like this. Mm -hmm. And then he comes the same way that he knocked Izzy out before, he does it again. The very first time he knocked him out, referring to the kid thing real quick, the mm. very first time he knocked him out, his son was like three, four, five, somewhere in there, like a toddler to a young child. And he walks out right after Izzy gets up from being knocked out, hits himself in the head, and then falls to the ground. Mm. Well, this time they fight. The last time that they fought when Izzy lost, he lands this right jab that stuns him mm-hmm. and then he comes back with the, like this hard right and Alex gets saved by the bell because it, they like he, he, he can't even find where he's trying to walk to mm-hmm. this time he doesn't let it go that like he, he hits him and he hits him again so fast that like when you watch it his hand goes from here to his face just quick, too quick the, for the, camera like, perception. And, and that was exactly what he said after the fight was, I, I thought I had him in that. Like, after he got knocked out the first time, he was like, I thought I had him with that first one. And I just wasn't fast enough to finish it up because I thought I had him. Mm-hmm. And he like, I'm not going to make that mistake again. Mm-hmm. And then he just came out and did exactly what he said and just put it right on the money. Freaking, and then goes up to the kid. Falls over on the kid. No, that was a W. That was a W. Bro, yeah. Fuck that little kid. No, yeah. <laughs> But uh, I just wanted to see if anybody had actually seen the knockout itself because it was pretty oh. fucking intense. No, it was fun. Do you see it again? And I'm moment. big into the, the martial arts combat, especially with comic books and everything like that, but oh. just martial arts in general. Super dope to me, so maybe I can do a bit of power scaling here. <laughs> nah, no, nah, let's not, let's not. As I said, Noah, your phone died, bro. Yeah, my phone died, so I'm off com or off ears for a second, but we're good. Oh, did you? <laughs> he found the whole setup for it. I think so. Oh, this is highlights. Fuck. Oh, this is the. Yeah. I don't know if this is the right one, but fuck it. I have my my phone has to. Fucking what's it called? Yeah, this is the right one. Middleweight champion, a number seventh ranked pound for pound fighter. The random ass music just started playing. Just skip that shit. Skip that. Get to the fucking. For sure. Um. No, I can tell you the actual fight. There we go. They usually don't show the knockouts, but if it does. So that 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 combination right there, 
where he, he throws that left jab and leaves it hanging and then follows it with that strong right yeah is the one that he caught him on and he, he caught him that way the first time too and he really let like let that let when he really let that left hang there alex would want to stand and like bang which is really really scary especially when you've been knocked out by him the way that you have been that left exactly. hand that he has is so and towards towards the closer part of the knockout that second reel looks close or the second short looks close yeah so right here pause as as he hits him with that knee you see him cover up and he says i was playing possum because that's that's, that's exactly how it went the last time is he every time that they would stand and trade he would <clears throat> leave that left out because that right is what he's going to put him down with. Yeah, I feel you. And uh, Izzy is, is going to put him down with him. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's, it's just such a brave – speaking of Superman, it's just such a brave fucking thing to be like, I'm really – like, I'm putting it all out here right now. Exactly. Like, I don't, I don't care if I get knocked out. This is my last chance at this, and if I get knocked out at it, it's, that's just how it goes. Uh, and then he just finishes. Go ahead, Jay. Uh, that's out. You just you just can't even you. His hands move so fast there. You can't even like see it visually. I'll see it one more time. Bam. Sorry guys, Bam. my phone died. There we go. That's a W. That's indeed a W. Dude's knocked. No, nah, and it's it's it to me right. It's very interesting because Adesanya is a very huge an fan of anime, right? Mm -hmm. And one thing that he he talks about is is after the fight, right? I watched the interview after the fight. Is he? It's, it was a very W moment. Um, he was like, um, I hope everybody gets to feel this this level of emotion. You know what I mean? Um, or this level of happiness at some point in their life, at least one time. Sure. Um, right. And it was it was really great, um, and essentially, for him to do something like that, to know that backstory now to this, it's a very, it's a very anime like like a uh, uh, background to uh, uh, to what happened. Um, and sure. it's, interestingly enough, um, it's it's very similar to we were just talking about One Piece. What happened with Luffy, right? Um, Luffy essentially recently. I, I'm not this caught up, but I know he fights Kaido a couple of times. And essentially, oh, keep getting back up. Times. Yeah, he, he fights him a couple of times. He keeps having to get back up and back up and back up and try again. And essentially, there's uh, one character. Such a similar aspect to that. That's, that's dope. I'm sorry. Oh no, you're good. There's one character who's actually my favorite Luffy fight, and it's the longest anime fight ever. It's like 22 episodes, but that fight, um, the character goes from basically fuck Luffy. I'm better than him. That's why I keep on putting him down. To why can't I keep him down? He like he gains that respect for Luffy while fighting him. I don't want to say any names. I don't want to fucking. Too if I'm not mistaken, is it Katakuri? It is Katakuri. My boy's a That's huge Katakuri fan. I've watched that, that fight like twice. It's or bro, some of it. It's fantastic. You you know the scene where he gets so respectful and you know what I'm talking about? Exactly. Yeah, it's a W. It's oh a my bro, god. I can't wait to go I'll back and relive these scenes and with full context. Bro. It's gonna be a W. No no so for like rare, rare context, minimal, basically uh -huh. Luffy's fighting this dude forever. 
and some of uh, the dude's little siblings are watching, and one of them poisons Luffy. And in that moment of weakness, Luffy, like, falls over, and then Luffy gets stabbed through the chest with a spear. And then Katakuri's like, nah, dude, something was off about that. And then he sees this, like, little fucking sibling snickering in the back, and he walks up and he goes, what's so fucking funny? This dude's fighting for his life and the safety of his friends, and you're sitting here laughing at him. And then he pulls out the spear and stabs himself through the fucking chest with the spear. And he goes, now we're back on equal terms. And he puts his fucking fist back off. Bro, that's one of the most W freaking Damn. moments, too. With them yeah. fucking hand-to-hand up with their fist. Yeah, it's, it's a W moment. Um, it's crazy because it just went from, like, Katakuri being like, I'm the big mom emperor fucking first in command. You're not stepping on me. Just keep on knocking Luffy down. And he's just like, I can't keep this kid down. This kid's 17. I cannot keep this kid down. Facts. So then, uh, when I called you to, uh, earlier, we were talking about something that kind of relates to this, which is like that I can't stay down mindset. Which it, And relating that back to this right here, you were telling me how transitioning from doing a comic to now wanting to do it as a manga so you can, you know, fine tune everything about your comics universe and everything like that. Uh, you said something that kind of stuck, which was you had to transition your mindset. What, what exactly can you explain a little bit more what you meant by that? Um, something that I think was super big to me, right? When I was younger, was that comics were just something that I just enjoyed so much. And, it was something that, like, I didn't really look at as, like, I didn't go too in-depth with it. It was just I was reading, you know what I mean? And it was fun to read. Um, and essentially, at one point after, you know, getting older, going through school, I realized that writing was something that I enjoyed. Um, and I loved certain characters to a very high degree. Um, obviously, Superman. Batman is, in my opinion, one of the best written characters of all time. Um we have uh, certain stories that are just written so well, objectively. I don't know if you guys ever watched the Watchmen uh, movie, right? But the I did. oh, that's a W. The the Watchmen comic <laughs> and the movie. The show. the the show is the show. I think you tried to tell me about that too. Dude, actually, holy shit, bro. Okay, with my with my ex, <clears throat> she was like, I found this show. I think you might like it. Da, 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 da. And we were like struggling to find something that we both enjoyed watching. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then. She pulls up this show, and the first scene is, like, the most racist thing. It's more racist than, uh, what's his name saying? He watched Emancipation just to see Will Smith get uh, whipped. Like, it's more racist than that. Exactly. <laughs> Which isn't racist because he's black, but still, like. It's wild to say. It's wild to fucking watch, bro. Yeah. They're just grabbing. Anyways. No, yeah, I feel it's, you. Yeah. It's, and then uh, this, the, just the US, US. this this tiny little <laughs> this tiny little cute little black boy, bro. He looks like <clears throat> Aunt Jemima's nephew, like the cutest little black boy. Just watches his parents die pretty much, and then the cart he's in as they're running away from this town that a bunch of racist things are going on at explodes, and then it fast forwards to what's her name? I'm so I fucking what's her name? Regina. Regina King. Is it Regina? Okay, yeah. I thought so. <laughs> to Regina King being like this alternate reality or being in this alternate reality of today. Like today's universe too. It's just normal people 
except for this one event that happened in that in that reality made it different. It's, yeah, the, like that was like a jumping off just point, like a changing point. Ripples in fucking time. Yeah. Like it's like saying if what would happen in a world where fucking World War Two never happened. Exactly. Part of it or the end of it. What if none of us ever got involved? What if it never happened to begin with? Like the and world would be that different. That was that was what really piqued my interest about. Now I'm gonna fucking st- not stop talking, but that's okay. That was what really <laughs> piqued my interest about like comics and shit like that. And I've talked to them about it a little bit in a different aspect of it, but the way that societies change in different realities that don't even exist they're all hypothetical but they could exist exactly and that's what's so like that's what really intrigues me about it is how i can look at the one event in that in the watchman universe mm-hmm. which is very similar parallel to ours yes and see how like in that universe in the tv show at least the the cops wear masks because their identities are at stake they're 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 afraid of people knowing i'm a cop and i enforce the law because then they can be targeted because of the effects of this event that happened Mm. and like just that little change think about how that would apply now to our day like we were a bad six months away from it when the january 6th like if that's if that's six months after that could have gone the opposite we could be in a really weird state right now, which could be similar yeah. to that. And so, like, just seeing little things like that are really interesting to me. And then seeing how all these different universes intertwine with each other in weird ways. And this is where I, where I was saying, uh, I've talked to them about this a little bit. Like, just how Marvel has interacted with Fortnite to make Fortnite, like, a real-life metaverse. Because... Yeah. In order for it to be in a Marvel universe, it has to be written into a comic, essentially mm-hmm. making it a ru- tangible universe. Is that the word? You can which, deal with that. which is very like, and it's done that in collectively in lots of different shit. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just really fascinating how all of these things can like be so different, but then be a part of one another mm-hmm, at exactly. the same time and then i also it's fun for me to apply it to me now like what's exactly. going on and shit like that um is there anything on the opposite side of that that you wouldn't like to apply to that like there's lots of dark shit that goes on in anime and manga and shit like that is there any of that that you're bringing to your comic book universe or manga universe or anything that you're writing by dark um do you mean and i hate to describe it in stories right but have you heard of berserk is it like dark like that or do you I mean darker um, toned as in like what do you mean as in dark yeah what do you mean you go, dark because i'm the anime we can go full metal alchemist as dark or like darker in the t- that wasn't uh, even that bad i mean that wasn't really dark i mean um, he combined his daughter with a dog and then killed it yeah, it, but it got killed. Um, but um, it's that's not out. as, bro. There's something called like the Promised Netherlands where it's. Yeah, you can you can you watch that, bro. Pretty dark. You can get pretty dark. Um, watch Goblin Slayer episode one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can get past episode one, man. Uh, I didn't. I, I didn't watch. <laughs> it. I was just told about it. Um, essentially, with me, 
the big things are are one thing that I do like, right, is Tokyo Ghoul is something that might be considered dark, but the overall idea of that story is um, a character, the main character, going through a self-identity crisis. Um, you have a guy who's grown up his entire life being human and then is forcefully become a, a ghoul, right? He's just trying to get his dick sucked and he fucking gets turned into a monster. Exactly. Like, I mean, it's it's... It's insane, right? How it's like he 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 has to transition so quickly. It's like it, quite literally to live, he has to become a ghoul and and do that, right? Um, but the first thing that I love, I haven't gotten too deep into the story, but what I love is that the character Kaneki, the first thing that he goes through in this transition is, I mean, we you love food, I love food, everybody here probably likes to just you're snacking right now, bro. Like it's just we, we like to snack on things, right? Imagine these things tasting like oil and dirt. And just the most foul garbage things that you could ever imagine, but it's your your everyday favorite food. You know what I mean? I don't know what your favorite food is, but uh, I like Kaneki. I like burgers, bro. Burgers are amazing. Um, or lasagna. Lasagna's yeah. fire, right? Um, if I Should couldn't lasagna. eat lasagna, not if I couldn't eat lasagna, not because it didn't exist, right? But because it tasted foul to me. I don't know how I, how I could continue. Just starting off with that. That's the first change he goes through. Every single, I forget what what do they do for nutrients? Is it eating people or drinking blood? I know it's something. Yeah, along yeah, those it's lines. something to do with like people and shit like that. Like they gotta eat people. It's I, yeah. And imagine being somebody who probably was a normal I, I human. Hope, yeah, you're a normal dude, right? I would hope you don't like to eat people, Jeffrey. Jeffrey Dahmer type shit, um, but like. I guess what I meant was more like a horror aspect. Horror aspect. Somewhat. JJK has inspired me to do something horror-like with the idea of essentially religion has dark has dark ties to it right religion is one of my favorite like things to tie into a story one of my favorite stories that i'm reading right now outside well jjk has a lot of religious ties to it um i don't want to go too deep into jjk because i know uh, i'm like i'm gonna tell you right now bro i'm caught up i was crazy i was looking at spoilers last night just gonna tell you right now 20 out of 10 chapter Everybody was arguing on Twitter. Everybody on Twitter was arguing. It was like, oh, man, JJK is going down the drain. Akutami's ruining the story. Stay on that side because I know you saw the leaks and were like, oh, my God. Oh, my. Because he essentially looked at all Twitter posts and was like, oh, let me just, like, target all of that. Everything that they're <laughs> saying. And it was just amazing. Like, ah. Uh, I don't even want to spoil it for you, bro, so I'm not going to talk about that. But another story that I'm getting very interested into um, uh, babe, if you could uh, give me another one. Um, essentially, is Hell's Paradise. Uh, it just came out as an mm. anime. Episode two just came out. Uh, episode episode, episode three is gonna be dropping on Saturday. Um, <clears throat> if you wanna like start it. Um, essentially, um, the big thing that they are talking about is duality. Um, and essentially, if for those out there who don't really understand duality that much, which which kind of surprised me, it's just like you know the yin yang symbol. Um, um, two elements of things being contradictory good, but good can't exist without evil exactly faith can't resist or faith can't be believed in without science because without the science to be able to understand what the fuck nobody can just watch grass grow in 30 seconds exactly you, you have, to have faith like, in the science something as well, <laughs> which is you know contradictory to science yeah. as he said um one thing to me that i love um is essentially one example is uh, ying is the wave and yang is the, the, the underside of the wave. The top side that comes down crashing down. 
and then you know the underside um ying is the the light and the shadow is it would be the yang i might be getting that incorrectly but uh, essentially um those two things essentially can't even though they they're completely opposite they can't exist without each other and essentially it's it's a story my bad um where these characters are are learning about duality their power system is quite literally based on duality and and being able to understand duality within themselves um an example of duality within the story is these samurai these asamon right which actually existed they're actually these these people who would um you know be the executioners of samurais right um uh, they're samurais who executed other samurais and were assigned to do so. Um, these Asamon in the story essentially were like the, and in real life, were like the most skilled executioners there were. Um, but essentially in the story, they could literally, I mean, even though in real life it takes multiple cuts to cut a dude's head off, um, they could do it in a single stroke. Um, they were like super skilled, right? Um, and essentially, uh, uh, it was very consistent that only men could be in uh, an asamon right mm -hmm. but the deuteragonist is a woman who's an asamon and is probably one of the most skilled asamon there but she's ranked 12th simply because she's a woman right um it's that little aspect of her character have it and one piece of duality that she's balancing is she wants to be an asamon right she wants to do this but what she struggles with is carrying the burden of the people of, of death right having to you know kill people she doesn't exactly agree with that um uh but you know she's ha forced to uh, handle that as the as the head as the leader of the clan right uh, of the Aesimon clan's daughter. She quite literally has to suck it up if she wants to continue doing what she wants to do because everybody else tells her why don't you just go home? Even if it's them being misogynist or if it's them just genuinely believing you know uh, a woman shouldn't have to do this because this is just violent. This is this is what we should protect our women from. You know what I mean? Even if it's not coming from a misogynistic you know what I mean place. It still bothers her so much, and it's very. You wouldn't want to see. You wouldn't want your girl watching you behead somebody. You wouldn't. You even then on this the mission that they're on on this island where they could die, right? This this dude is like, I know you could probably see me as being like just like your dad, where I just look at you the wrong way. But it's like, I I watched you grow up. To watch you die here would be the worst thing ever, and I watched way too many other Asimov die. Which is a huge thing among the, all the Asimons. They don't like the twelve that are there. They're they're very tight knit, and they don't want, like watching each other die. But a lot of them do, and it's very something they have to struggle with. Or Gabby Morrow, who's a ninja, the main character. He has always known he has to be strong. He's he literally his parents for trying to leave the village and try to have a better life for themselves were called weak and were murdered in front of his eyes. And the village, the clan leader, held him. At his at his parents' dead at his pa dead parents' like carcasses, and it's like, look at this. This is weakness. You never want to be like this. From day one, he's been told, "Don't be weak," right? Um, but his wife, who is the chief's daughter, right, is is showing him a completely different side of the world that makes him want to do what his parents wants to do, want to do, right? And that's why why he ends up being on death row, signed up with this Asamon, the girl, uh, Sagiri, uh, Sagiri and Gabi Maru. Um, and it's so interesting because he's been told he is, his name, that he, his moniker is Gabi Maru the Hollow. And he essentially um, has been told that he like has to keep this, that's what he is, he's hollow, there's nothing within him. Um, but his he just wife, needs to kill people if he's told to. Exactly, that's all he needs. He he because he's a ninja. He's literally assassin. Exactly, the first words are, "I have no attachment to life. I, I I'm a ninja. I've, I've never had this. So like, what's what's the point of ever you know having an attachment to life?" And essentially, he's a he's a, a proclaimed nihilist, which is something that I love in, the, in manga and anime, right? And essentially, what's that? A nihilist, right, is somebody who not necessarily 
is you know wanting to you know off themselves but essentially what they want to do is they <clears throat> get killed not even that they're they're just they don't care about anything they don't see, they don't see their bright side of life they don't see they don't any they don't, there's no yeah. point to it right and right. he's just like i'm a ninja that's all i do me have a life outside of the village that what when he it's tried like a to negative, do it it's like a negative got, realist exactly right very very negative realist and it's it's realism negative in itself right so it can be at least right it's not it's not particularly right you can have really positive realists right but and i i i they're positive nihilists as well i myself have been like a positive nihilist in a way right which sounds very contradictory but for people who deal with nihilism they definitely understand where it's like you're not exactly like gabby maru but you at some points are just like i mean you know um but that's how he is and essentially his wife is teaching him that like you're not hollow you know what i mean if he just wants to have a normal life he just wants a normal life one of the most beautiful moments is she kisses him on the cheek and he glows red right just you know blushing right because that's his wife and to him he's like i mean that's just normal blushing because you know i like you but to to um to her it's like how could anyone hollow have no feeling and, and blush and have emotion like that? And it's just little things like that. He's like, damn, bro. She kind of right, though. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's so – and he's like, bro. You got a point. I, you know what I mean? And so he's like, I need to get away. You know what I mean? I need to move on. That, and it's just, what's your call, bro? It doesn't work. Clarity. Bro, it, it's every time he's like – bro, it's so beautiful. There's one moment. He doesn't smile the whole manga, bro. But – he, he starts talking about her, and in his description, he doesn't even see the people in front of him, but they're all surprised. All you see is them looking at him like, what the hell? And then you look at him, and he's smiling hard as hell, bro, talking about his girl, bro. And, you know, I ain't trying to do too much. I'm not trying to say this just because Shorty right here, but Shorty, as I've made videos and just talked to her about the story, I, I felt that, bro, where, like, it's like, I, I at one point was nihilist, but, like, you know what I mean? She's given purpose, you know what I mean? And, and he's then been given another chance to, to see her again and live another life with her and be pardoned from everything. And it's like, man, you telling me I got a chance with Shorty again? It's just, I feel it, bro. It's it's something you feel, and it's very religious in the way, and that's what I want to, <clears throat> that's something I want to tie into my manga. So in, in that aspect, it will get dark. It will get dark as hell. We need it. My hero <laughs> was like a seven- Newest arc, he's a fucking vigilante, pure darkness, Ted. Don't Bro, care. JJK right now, um, uh, dang, it's, it's crazy, I was coughing. It, it gets crazy, it gets crazy, bro. Um, Demon Slayer, not gonna spoil, but like, don't get attached. Um, yeah, yeah, everyone's, everyone as is going, as he starts to cry. <laughs> nah, 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 I, no, I, he, I am emotional, but yeah. You're chasing the cough. Yeah. Um, Sorry to run on it so long. No, Sorry. you're good. You're totally fine. Uh, no, you're good. I've just been completely lost for the last 45 minutes. I'm going yeah, to recommend you some to... anime to get you into it because no, I no, was... no, 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 Keith no, no, hates no, no, anime. No, I've been no, trying. I promise you. I've I known promise you. Like I was years. the same no, way. No, or if no, you I, can, if you already it. had this talk, I, I then never I get it. I respect it. I respect that you like anime, and I really appreciate and admire the depths that you look into the stories and the character arcs and everything that you've been talking about for the last hour or so. I actually have been listening. I just don't know what I'm like listening. No, about. no facts. facts but but facts. I like I respect I respect like the knowledge and, and your your in depth look at it. And thank you. I appreciate I just, that. I'm just I'm just not like a big yeah. I, there's a lot of history behind why I don't watch it. Just in general, it's it's. Uh, the, just fucked up past stuff but like i love dragon ball and cowboy bebop so like i can talk about that shit for days 
but I like, just recently finished uh not not recently honestly that was like two three months ago but in january i finished all of dragon ball i'm talking from like i'm everything up to super. all the super yes is are you I'd caught say, up in super i have I am not i have read not. the manga i've watched the anime it's not, it's so whatever you're comfortable with i want to if we could if i could try to keep it directed towards that i definitely oh, will bro w I, I the only other question i had like regarding this was just and you were kind of getting to that it was What's your favorite, like, overall storyline of anime or manga or any of those, like... Also, follow-up question, do you want to be here more often because I have to do less when you're here? Um, yeah, I'm not I was just saying, he's cool as fuck. I like him. I, I, would, I would love to do it. Um, it would just depend with Shorty because we both have one car. But, like, I... I yeah. And, and honestly, this is something that I like doing, talking. Uh, and you guys are you guys are awesome yourselves. So it's like, I would love to do this. Um, you know what I mean? Um, and so, yeah, I'd be... I'd, 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 love, I'd, be I'd love to talk to him about some of my shade shit, too. But we can get into that after. Absolutely, 100%. Um, we don't have to wait. Like, if you want, we can talk about... Oh, uh, no, I mean, uh, we'll, we well, do that off stream. That, we do that off stream. Okay, because, yeah, one of the things that was kind of towards the end... Oh, thank you, thank you. Um... One of the things that was Thank kind of you, towards the end of my list was he was actually interested in. Wait, was that for her? Nah, it, she was packing it for me. I think. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. I was really sure. I was like, wait, no, nah, W, the w, w bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the I'm things that he, he said he was interested in was learning or kind of seeing how we go about doing our stuff. Uh, for our pod, because... like like the podcast or like because yeah, like I do podcasting. I do my own content. Okay. Yeah, the I kind of just talk. Content wise, as well would work. I I try to structure this. I try to get Noah to structure this sometimes, but as you can see, uh, it doesn't go well most of the time. And it's not. Bad it's, you guys are good yeah. for what you guys have been doing, honestly. And yeah. just yeah. one another thing too, like your idea earlier about the 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 One Piece characters. I'm not gonna lie, as somebody does TikTok. That is, if you came on to TikTok and that was like one of your videos, bro, it'd blow up because One Piece is just so so, so popular, I, bro. Uh, so I don't know if you heard just just because she is so has seen what has worked for me and she's been engaged enough to where she's like, oh, that video is good. Oh, you're doing really good. I literally ask her all the time. A video, right, about um, four or five characters, like a minute or two TikTok video about characters that don't necessarily have a crew in One Piece now that work so cool to people that they can just put them, you know, in a crew now and they can like come back out of nowhere. You know what I mean? And do something yeah. crazy. Like quite literally people do that. Like it's just, that's, that's the TikTok thing. Yeah. And it's all it does is what just from my boy three's perspective and something he's taught me, right? All it does is show me how much, you know, one piece, some one piece yeah. fan is going to be like, this dude understands one piece follow <laughs> instantly. That's how, and uh, even if they, they don't like, too much keep up with your content if you keep going and progress and and always make sure you're consistent bro because one thing for me is i was very consistent at one point and now i'm not too consistent i've seen the difference bro if you're consistent it's bad. It's they bad, love bro. it it's it's very bad I you're not consistent say, it's I'm, very bad i'm terrible you have, feed, you have to feed uh content to the algorithm in order i'm terrible at stuff like that that like staying on a schedule for like anything i'm terrible at and also like i feel like i have really good ideas but i'm terrible at editing videos i was actually having keith i was gonna pay keith to edit my videos when i was i, I edit I, i've edited for uh a number of different people I, I was gonna i'm say, gonna have a discussion I, definitely have a discussion yeah, with you afterwards for sure of, <laughs> Jay and I, I do a lot of pokemon of, stuff jay and i have kind of found a way to 
use each other engage, and engage Keith as our motivation because we are really bad at self-motivating, which isn't a bad thing. You just have to learn how to, you know, move I'm forward. not bad at self-motivating. No, I'm bad at yeah. Which no, you're, you're we really are. good at keeping us accountable. And if Correct. we have someone to keep us accountable, then you we'll get stay to on sit it. back and wank yourself off and talk about Boy Scouts. <laughs> like, literally. And then it's content. Like, that's all it is. Sure. But when you're not here, it's a mess sometimes. And we need something. We need something outside of us to keep us structured. Otherwise, sometimes it'll get off the rails, which isn't a bad thing. But yeah. it can be. I, sure. I, I definitely, right? Uh, <laughs> let me put the phone away. Let me put that away right now. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, essentially, my boy Chuck, right? Um, shout out to my boy Chuck. He at one Chuck. point came in to uh, what we call, we have an app called Airtime, right? And essentially, we have rooms that we sit there and discuss. And we just this is the the, the group of uh, uh, of uh, creators on TikTok, just black creators mm -hmm. on TikTok that we just you know we talk to every day. They've become some of my best friends. I get up like my girl can account. I get up in the morning and I literally am up brushing the teeth, already logging in or getting on airtime talking to them. A running <laughs> joke that they have is is get the man out your mouth, bro. Like you need to go brush your teeth, bro. Go brush your teeth and then come talk to us, bro. Like, cause I be getting up and I go talk to them, cause they're like, like just my best friends, bro. Um, just, just, just bro, oh, man, I, bro, and they can tell I'm like, hey, what's up, bro? And they're like, bro, get the man out get your mouth, ass. bro. Get your ass up, bro. Brush your teeth, and that's that's just something I love about them too. Is it's just we're, we're very like on each other about things like that, but not. In too bad of a way. We just, yeah, not you know in like I mean? a nagging mom way. More exactly. in like a, get yourself straight then coming out. On, on, exactly. And in little moments like that, it's just like we, it's just what I've grown to appreciate from them. And essentially what we do is we, we just, you know, talk about content. We talk about, you know, things like that. And he came on to teach us about, you know, structuring, you know, our content and doing things differently. I, when I have a video, even if he doesn't know too much about the content, I will go to him just to say, hey, what can I do better with this video? Is my call to action straight? Um, is uh, is my timing straight on this video? How is my video short enough? Um, because you know TikTok has you know a set amount of time that they yeah. start to like with videos and things like that. Um, and then I have yeah. a boy named well, Dre. That, that, all, that who does all his YouTube thing. Watch time too. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Just paying attention to your watch time. Looking looking at those statistics, I did not look at them when I first posted. All I would look at is how many views I get, right? Mm -hmm. And essentially, he taught me to look at all that stuff and see like, hey, bro, when you see you get eighty percent. Uh, uh, watch time and and eighty percent and like a hundred or eighty to one hundred percent of watch time on your videos. Yep. Look at that topic and continue doing videos like that, structured that way. Uh, um, uh, just things like that. All those things that I have, I've, I've got it from our boy Chuck, um, and he's 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 helped me out a, a bunch on that. Um, and essentially, um, there was one video that I had because he just taught me how to follow the algorithm. I think I have one video at like eighty five k right now, sitting on my pin videos, and then I have another video at like thirty five k. I have I have a bunch of videos over like fifteen to twenty k, um, just like sitting on my you know in my what's it called because I just was following the algorithm, uh, paying attention to what hashtags I needed to post, um, things like that, and then also staying true to what I was doing. Um, uh, another thing too, right, is you gotta really like just stay true because as I grew to the manga side, my my views dropped because I had grown as a comic creator. Uh, people wanted me to tell talk about how strong Superman was, not about how strong Goku was. Um, essentially, yeah. I could talk about it in relation if a death battle was brought up, right? But 
people didn't want me talking about the the depth that I found in the in the aspects of Vagabond um, and in Vinland Saga. People didn't want me to talk about those things. At least that's not what they followed me for. Um, people started to like those things. I got people interested in manga, and I grow on the on the Anatok side. Um, and in the Dragon Ball community, um, I feel like I've grown, grown slightly, not very much, but slightly on TikTok. But it's like, um, you know what I mean? It's it's very. It's it's a it's a beautiful place to connect. It can be very sad and very like just destructive at times. Um, there there's a point in time where I had to take a break, but you know, TikTok's a cool place. Twitter is where I'm moving on to too. It's very cool places. Um, very cool. Yeah, that's actually kind of an interesting way to transition to the next thing too, which is like when the shit gets really not great for you, mm-hmm. like. For example, when you're like, "Oh, I'm not gonna be able to do this comic the way that I want to right now," that shit, that shit hits hard. Like, especially it's when very it's something annoying. that you love, uh, <clears throat> or like you're really, you know, proud of, and you, you know, what exactly, who exactly, where exactly, like, where's the drive come from to be like, it's gonna be cool. Like, I got this. We're gonna like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna take the time that I need. Like, where's where do you pull that drive from, that inspiration and all of that? Honestly, um, I hate to attribute so much to this friend group, right? Um, not that I hate to do it, actually. I don't hate to do it. But, like, as as they would say, they they, they view me as very talented, and I love them to death. They, they, they sometimes view me as more talented than I view myself. But, essentially, <clears throat> I think that... I think that a lot of what they do, sometimes when they say things that I've been thinking about that they find cool or little aspects of a story that they find cool that I have been thinking about for my story, sometimes it's like, oh, man, you know, well, I was thinking about this for my story. And they're like, oh, you know, like, that's really, like, dope. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's really um, that's really, that's really cool. Um, you know what I mean, bro? Like, I, I'm glad that you're doing that. This is actually very interesting. My boy Three's favorite thing to tell me, write that down, bro. Don't just think that that's just a bad idea. Just write that down. That was actually good. Um, so I, my boy Emil, I talk to a lot. Um, my boy Trippy, who honestly, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a shout out my boy Trippy because he's like a big bro to me, man. This dude is one of the most creative dudes I've ever met in my life. Right? He just his his interest his comic verse. I don't even want to talk too much on it because I don't want to give out what he's thinking. But bro, it. I heard him the first time meeting him at a conversation on the phone when he invited me. He was inviting me to airtime essentially. Bro, I, I forgot how long we stayed up, but he made me think like, bro, like maybe maybe I can do this. Maybe I can go this far. Like I, I, my boy three too. My boy uh, my boy three right with the the rasp that way he pays attention to writing and way he likes to he can understand how themes are being implemented because he he's just so knowledgeable on things right he can be like oh this is attached to this um essentially when i'm thinking like hey like um for example in jjk so this isn't a spoiler hanami right the 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 uh tree or 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 forest spirit right curse spirit right essentially hanami um is a a villain in jjk uh, just to let you know um essentially she is based on the actual japanese garden named hanami Right. Um, <laughs> um, essentially, um, she's a cursed spirit whose period, whose whose uh, uh, um, uh, powers are, are based on like uh, uh, um, trees and uh, just uh, earth, uh, essentially flowers, things like that. Nymph um, shit, you know. Um, things like that. Um, essentially, the forest or a garden. Essentially, she has like a, 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 a cherry blossom. 
Yeah, she has a cherry blossom on her shoulder that like shoots off this crazy beam cannon, right? Um, there's actually a cherry blossom garden. Garden, uh, 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 I think it's a haunted cherry blossom garden in J Japan named Hanami, and that's what the character is based on. He's able to every time I'm like, oh, I feel like this is attached to something. He's like, hey, bro, it is. You know what I mean? That's what where three is able to make me think like, man, I really do want to implement these type of things into my story. Where a guy like him is like, oh, I, I, uh, what I love to see on Twitter is when a dude does a, a thread breaking down the manga or a comic. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh man, bro, like I want somebody to do that about my story. Or my boy Uv, who he genuine, he's a uh, uh, um, he's very good at um, what is the word? Analyzing people, right? And essentially, he's able to analyze characters very well and tell you why a character is good, and not just why a character is good. Things you wouldn't even see about a character, even if he doesn't exactly relate. Oftentimes, he can relate to it and tie it in, and that's why he's able to argue or not argue, but explain it to you very well. But essentially. Even when he doesn't have, you know what I mean, a, a, a direct relation to it, he's able to understand these things and, and break down characters really well. And that's where I'm like, you know what? I want my characters to go in depth. Um, one of his favorite characters from Naruto is Obito. Um, he loves Obito and oh how in depth God, Obito goes. So, he's a huge Obito fan. Oh, bro, bro, he will like. I don't know if it's. I, I, I don't want to misquote him on. Being, I'm pretty sure it's his favorite character. But what I do know is, is that Of can break down. Obito and a lot of Naruto characters so well. Even it's One Piece characters dude. as early as he is. Yeah, he's just so good at the... And they're, they're written so crazy, right? They're um, so written like, so amazingly. So it's amazing. like a war orphan at 14. Exactly. Love died for, by his best friend. God. And it's all like just only some oh, anime it's so crazy, shit, bro. It's it's anime, twisted. but he's essentially <laughs> essentially so. um just the, the the ability to analyze characters. That's what gives me that drive. Him, my boy of uh, my boy three, my boy Trippy, and all my other friends. Um, essentially, um, I'm not gonna lie. Um, just things like this, right? Um, little concepts like this where um eventually I might have to write uh um essentially what I love about uh the Spider Man character is the 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 show that follows him and uh I forget what J. Jonah Jameson's show is or but the newspaper but in the game it's a, it's a radio no, show um the no, Daily Bugle right um just uh, aspects like that things like this where people are being able to engage in these conversations how people talk about certain characters how people talk about certain people like we were just talking about Adesanya um. Essentially, being able to break that down in my story, I feel like that shit is interesting. So, I want to add those type of elements to my story as well. That okay. gives me inspiration. Lit, lit. I really That's like fine. that answer. Um, let's do that right now about somebody else. Okay. That's present right now. Okay. Jalen, can you pull up Keith's YouTube? All right. <laughs> Keith now, says that. Now we're okay. So now, what I want to do because Jalen. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna talk so much. Okay, bet. So, so, Jay and, and you have gotten along great so far. Mm -hmm. Keith and you got along when it was the sports stuff. He's not really into the anime stuff. Understandable. But something that he is really big into, and in my opinion, like I've, I've seen, I've observed, I've watched, I've done, like a a lot of comedy not done as much as watched obviously you want shorts the actual video i want the bloopers the bloopers it's right it's right here it's up yeah that's the one that lie. i want to show him i'm cold super now? cold yeah <laughs> my bad no you're good you're good i didn't just warm up and i'll be back what's it called mm -hmm. for sure baby um so this is keith does comedy right? whiteboard videos which 
genius comedy writer. He is, this yes, is actually yes. that. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. No, like, I'm talking... I don't... I haven't seen anybody... The way that when you when you see stand-ups, mm-hmm. and you're like, there's generations. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with, like, Burt Kreischer or, like, Tom Segura or people. That's, like, an old... That's the generation before the generation, like, that I would be watching type of a thing. Like, that they... The way that they rank shit, like, in over age like that kind of ageism shit for sure for my generation <clears throat> keith's comedy writing is going to be but like it's going to be what is talked about in that same way like let me play him the uh new year's resolutions one first before the bloopers okay it's it's such but and and for me it's such like an honor to just have him be want to want to be a part of this because he fucking is so fucking funny. Looking. I was gonna say we're smoking we're smoking the yogurt out of your uh, dick right now. Keith, what I was what I was going to do, and actually let's get Keith's permission first before this we before we watch two. What I was going to do is show him the blooper reel. Okay, that's totally fine. Uh, I was gonna Jason, do the New Year's one you, first. New Year's Don't know, this is the shitty New Year's one. The first uh, by the way, by the way, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. I have Jamaican. Uh, the New Year, if no, I New don't Year, laugh, New Year's resolution don't one is good. Think that is. This one? Have you ever yeah, heard the no, joke no. about how Jamaicans, how they react to things, they smile and they yeah. and they're like, "No, yeah. no, oh, no that's literally me." I'm like, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna smile a lot if I find it funny. But if I, if I laugh, that means it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> okay, well we take yeah. those. That's, we that's, take those. Yeah, it's uh, say I'm, this. I'm good either way. I mean, I've I've had like my very close friends tell me that I'm extremely unfunny. So like, you're good. It's the other side. We were just saying how genius your fucking no, yeah, is. How, That's literally what we talked about for the past two minutes. Like, uh, structuring, right? I think it's something that you brought up as well. Happy New um, Year. All right, let's play this shit up. Happy New Year, fuckfaces. It's 2023. Now, if you're hoping for, you know, happiness, general well-being, uh, not breaking out into all-out nuclear war, and not giving into those sweet, sweet intrusive thoughts, you're an idiot and you're in denial. But... For some reason, if you think that you can prevent any of those things from happening, there's only one way to do that. New Year's resolutions. Every year, we all make New Year's resolutions. Whether or not it's going to the gym, going back to school, not being a disappointment so much so that your family threatens to kick you out of the house every waking moment of your life. All these New Year's resolutions have one thing in common. None of them are realistic, especially not the last one. So today on Keith Nellis Corner, we're going to be going over how to properly create a realistic New Year's resolution. The most important thing with the New Year's resolution is to make sure that it's attainable. You know, you have to make it a realistic New Year's resolution, which means it's time to be honest with yourself. Just because it's the changing of the calendar year doesn't mean you're magically going to start becoming a fitness god, right? You can't just like, boom, hit the gym super fast. You have to like ease into it, right? So instead of saying, oh, I'm going to go to the gym five times a week and lift a whole bunch of weights and probably pull a muscle that will result in me missing the gym for the next year year and then i have to make the new year's resolution for next year to go back to the gym maybe just like start by walking three times a week and then slowly start going to the gym after that you know you're not going to magically get buff just because your horoscope that the morning of new year's says new year new you so you decide to buy a three trillion dollar membership to the equinox gym in hopes that you will magically get buff Doing that shit is like saying you want to start doing comedy, and then two jokes into your stand-up routine, you say something so heinous that you get canceled. Don't Louis C.K. yourself going in too hard. Start out (laughs) easy and soft, just like Louis C.K. did before he got hard. The next Ooh. super important part of a New Year's resolution is making sure that it's <laughs> Sometimes that people think a New Year's resolution is like, oh yeah, I'm going to start doing yoga every day. But like, who in their right fucking mind wants to do yoga? 
listen, if you think to yourself, oh yeah, I could start doing yoga every day, I kind of want to do that. You need to go namaste in a fucking mental hospital because you've got deeper mental issues than downward doggy style can help solve. Instead of doing that overdone stretching shit, just try to do something that you enjoy or you want to learn how to do. Something like, I don't know, tomahawk throwing or like getting good at video games. Both equally badass things that are much cooler than doing fucking yoga. The last and w. most important part of crafting a perfect New Year's resolution is, uh... You know what? These don't fucking work. New Year's resolutions never work. No, I mean that. Seriously. When was the last time that you made a resolution that actually stuck? That you actually carried on through and actually did? I guess the secret to crafting a perfect New Year's resolution is not to do it. If you've got something you want to change or something that you want to learn how to do or something cool you want to do, just do it. Don't wait for the stars to align. I dropped my marker. Fuck. Don't wait for the stars to align and a celebration of New Year's where celebrities use it as an excuse to cheat on their partners by kissing anyone they want on live television to celebrate the New Year to get you to change your life. Just do it when you feel like doing it. I'll see you next week. ETLs at us online. W video. W video. So what I like right there, right, is especially the beginning when you're talking about structuring, because that's what I was paying attention to a little bit more. Um, essentially, uh, the ability to to make a general joke, then go to something that everybody kind of knows about because it's like general news, and then kind of get personal with, with people of our kind of like, you know what I mean, age, our age group. Because that's kind of like, I mean, we can try to get older people to laugh, and uh, I mean, for younger people, they're just... Stupid. So, like, you know what I mean? I mean, they can be. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm talking about like, like, I mean, I, when I was 15, I was pretty, I was pretty stupid. We laugh at dumb things. You know what I mean? But these jokes hit in a way to where it's like, ah, I understand these. Uh, one thing that I love about comedy, right, is being able to be like, uh, the y or yoga joke, right? I mean, I think yoga is cool. <laughs> that one, that one guy there was like, damn, I wanted to do yoga this year. I actually wanted to do yoga this year. This is wow, fuck. <laughs> like, nah, this is that for those guys. That's you know what I mean. I, I've I've noticed right, um, because essentially, uh, my friend group again, right? They're all pretty funny guys. I'm not the funniest roast guy, right? Um, because I'm a pretty logical dude and I just can't roast, right? But where I am funny is my reactions to things, right? Or how what I say in reaction to things. You know what I mean? Um, it's just. It's that's what uh, uh, you know what I mean. I could be, you know what I mean, and and essentially that shit, like I said, is funny when a guy when you're like, ah, bro, nobody wants to do fucking yoga. Fucking yoga is so fucking dumb. And then your friend in the corner is like, yeah, bro, yoga is like so stupid. I did not plan on doing yoga this year at all. Like, you know what I mean? It's that shit's cool. Play the blooper really quickly. And he, he, he is very funny structured. And what's great is it translate well translates well into. When it's not structured as well. Mm -hmm. So like, because like, so so hold on, can I? I just I just want to explain for for background here. Um, I try to do these every week. I try to do like this whiteboard video thing every week. I got inspiration from I'm sure you've heard from Joe Sanigato. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Who who's a YouTuber? He did things like this years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and I took basically all I took was the fact that it's on a whiteboard. Mm -hmm. and then i went from there um so i upload these on every saturday or i try to upload these on every saturday um normally i finish writing them by thursday and i record them and edit them on friday um and then i immediately start working on them again like sunday 
like Saturday's the only day I don't actually do any work on these. Um, so like I just finished, I just finished writing, uh, the one for this week. Um, and I'm going to add some extra jokes and like go over it. I always have my girlfriend proofread it too. Um, W. uh, Sometimes he sends it to me. Sometimes I send it to, well, I do get to watch the the unedited versions. Yeah. I I send it to Noah. I'll I'll send it to Noah and then I'll send him the full video later and be like, this is how it went from script to, to video. Um, but yeah, a lot of times, um, I mean, those videos, I'd say 90% of them are scripted. Um, so I like, I just write everything out. Uh, there, there's a little bit of it in, in some of them that is, uh, unscripted or improv on the spot. But, but I, like Noah said, I do a lot better structured. Um, and so like when we do structured stuff here for the pod, I'm a lot more comfortable with that than when we're doing like random bits of nothing. um and like i could still provide humor to it but like it's It's easier for me in a structured setting like like this style of video where i can do that um and that's like i used to do a lot of gaming content Mm -hmm. and the gaming content was funny because my friends were funny but like i wasn't very funny in it because i wasn't scripting the jokes or anything it was just like naturally things that were happening and like i'm still funny in those in those ways or in that setting but not as funny as i can be in a scripted setting no, I feel you, a hundred percent, and that's just understanding where you're funny. That's essentially what yeah. I like. You know what I mean? Yeah. And sure. another thing too is that I like is that these videos do remind me of videos I used to watch when I was younger. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's like I said, when you're targeting targeting whatever audience you're targeting, I feel like it might be you know us. You know what I mean with these? Essentially, it, it's gonna be like, oh man, I remember these videos. Yeah. That's just another aspect that somebody <laughs> remembers about you. You know what I mean? That you're producing now. So I think that's a huge W as well. Go ahead, Jay. Welcome back to 2023. If you expect this year to bring you happiness, you know, well wishes. This is from the video you just watched. I promise you. Nuclear war in this year, and then also not giving into those sweet, sweet intrusive thoughts. I saw the hoodie. I got news for you. It's not going to happen. But if you in your right mind think that somehow you can make that happen, there's only one way to. I have not erased the whiteboard. Welcome back to Keith's Knowledge Corner. I'm Keith, this is the corner of my room, and today we're going to be over... Dude, I need to poke one of these. You're fine. This is great. I'm Keith, and this is the corner of my room, and today we're going to be over... Going over... And today, we're going to be over... Good take. Good fucking take. Down on like every other fat, lazy American. I just want to curl up with a bucket of fried... Shit! No! Bad! Okay, bro. You're gonna make this funny, or terrorists, or some other anti-organism. Shit, that was so good. Fuck, why are you so dumb? Just remember the line. Shit. Bro, bro. And you can't wait to stroll up to McDonald's and get some McRubbin before it's McRubbin. McRubbin. No, bro. Oh my God, you have to send me this video so I can show her. Telling your father you love him and watching him reject you. Um, as long as you include. Ah! Scream right at the camera. Ah! You've got deeper issues than something that dog. Wa- God, that was such a good take. But if for some reason I understand you think that, that you so can much, get <laughs> we're going to be going. The most important thing. Fuck! Just because you're gonna. Fuck! 
Maybe instead you said your New Year's resolution. I like that he stopped censoring all the swears because there's too many. I stopped. I stopped censoring after the first minute oh, of every video. I can just start going at algorithm, baby. Algorithm. Fuck, going too hard with comedy that you. Fuck. Fuck. Don't Luigi. Fuck. Fuck. Don't Luigi. Fuck. <laughs> Barely washed t-shirt with like beer sauce. Beer sauce? Beer sauce? You fucking idiot. <laughs> no, I love felt that. Oh, bro. This is amazing. This is a good video too. I like the friend zone one. That's gonna be the intro to the pod. That was, that was so wholesome. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, Woo. that was like a dope. Turning into football. Everyone's turning into footballs. Fucking moron. For every single team, you're fucking. God, that was such a good improv. Fuck, shit, fuck, fuck, fuck. You'll see that it's a League of Legends t shirt, and that's the irony behind me talking and bashing League of Legends. Get you some aim assist and some. E nope, that's bad. Do some gaming. Game assist. You know, until the next air fight. take again. You really, you really do. I'm doing, I'm doing better at this shit, bro. Yo, I'm doing better at this shit on some real shit. Quitting, closing the blinds, eating a bag. No, shut up, God, that was so good. Something is what to do with. I can't speak. Okay. Nah, that I felt that. Nah, I hella felt that. Nope, I looked at the fucking mind. Working a middle a middle age middle class what minimum wage? <laughs> so honestly, at the end of the day, what you should really do is go the super super thoughtful route. Is at it? The end of the day, all you need to close? do is do the all you need to go. Shut up. So honestly, Jay? at the end of the day, all you need to do is go. What's the up? Is, is it close to over? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm just. I, I know he has to go kind of soon. Bro. Okay, so by the I way, it's accident it's accidentally four minutes and twenty seconds long, but that was totally on purpose. Go ahead. Hell no, I saw it was four twenty. I was like, aha, bro. There's no like, I need to put. So that made me realize that I'm like, that's not just me. Like, especially <laughs> the part where like I'll look at me, I'll look at myself, and be like, are you fucking dumb, bro? Like, yep. How many yep. times have we done this take, bro? Like, if it gets me, if it gets past like five takes on a certain thing, I'm like, bro. Like, ask her, no, bro. I get right. mad, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and so... Yeah. I tried recording a, um... I was really big at the start of the year into Pokemon competitive because I've played every single Pokemon game ever and I've always been, like, up there. Like, last season, I ended top 100. I was, like, 84 on the ladder of worldwide, not even just North America. No, for real, that's dope. But I was going to make a video on it, and I, like, recorded the same thing, like, four times. I was like, fuck it, bro. I'm not even doing the video anymore. I just nah, fucking... bro. I've done <laughs> that in four videos, bro. Everything is going down the God. Now, now that you've seen some of co uh, Keith's content, content, <laughs> Keith's... Whatever, whatever the fuck I was trying to say. Now that you've seen some of Keith's content, uh, on Mondays, Jay and I do uh, kind of our own thing, because Keith doesn't ever really drop in. Mm -hmm. I did it and once. 
He did it he once, did. but but Jay wasn't there. That was why he, he needed to be there. I, I can't just yeah. be myself. Then it's just why couldn't I be there Monday? I forget. Yeah, I was sick as fuck. Yeah, it was that weekend that I was dead. Yeah. But usually on tonight's podcast, we give Keith a little recap because Keith of, is such a comedy guy. Yeah, yeah, we watched this podcast called Kill Tony. I don't know if you're familiar with that podcast. I haven't uh, seen it now. But basically, it, it... I'm glad you didn't watch it last week. Huh. <laughs> well, I'm going to have you show three quick people. I already have them picked out. David Lucas, uh, the girl, Jonah Campos. We're, we're going to get you on that on the fucking podcast. And I'm going to take you out. And then uh, the w. gay for pay guy. Oh, the gay you, for pay guy. Why, yeah, Keith will love him. Why do you choose to be the way that you are? Because when you see her, you'll understand. And that's also the clip I'm sending you is you're cutting that down to embarrass the fuck out of me. This guy was better. So I can send it to why, her and get her on the podcast. This guy was better than the gay for pay guy. This guy was funny. Hold on one second. I have to. Oh, fuck. I just tossed my phone. So okay. did you brief him on what Kill Tony is? Kill Tony no, that's is what basically... I was getting into. Or you do it. So so Kill Tony is uh, a show that's post. Hosted by Tony Hedgecliffe, who is like a roaster. The banana. He worked. He worked with Joe Rogan, um, and uh, and they do what they do a a podcast. They they live stream basically a bunch of people doing a stand up comedy <laughs> minute, and they like pick them out of a hat and shit, and they have the regulars and everything. But it's basically a chance to get like stand up comics names out there, and these two idiots like watching the show every week. And at work, but uh, right now, biking. This, this episode was a little rough. I sometimes yeah, enjoy was... some of the bits. And, and so right now, because Keith isn't necessarily always there, ne- nearly never there on Mondays. True. Mm-hmm. But Almost he is such there. a comedy head. Mm-hmm. We True. kind of give him a little highlights of what was good and what was bad. So Keith, just so you know, uh, the first person we're going to do is David Lucas. Usually we do him. He is a uh, whoa, pause. He's a, by the way, usually, by the way, we're 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 getting close to almost three hours. This is uh, I know. Yeah. He hasn't tried to leave. I know, and I told him two and a half max, which is why this we have this and one last done, thing, yeah. and then we yep. can get out of here, guys. Let's just say he, uh, he's your stereotypical fat, funny guy. Yeah, and so but he's a good roast comedian. I love he, I don't know if you've ever seen he's the YouTube favorite. channel roast. Uh, what is it? Roast me, roast sessions, something like that. Is basically a bunch of black dudes sit in a classroom and roast each other. I think I've seen that. <laughs> I think I've seen that a couple the of times. The description is uncanny. Um, but he's one of the funniest guys from there. And he comes out and there's 200 names. He's one of the regulars. So he comes out every week, roasts the fuck out of Tony Hinchcliffe. His set's good. So you can get like a kind of a basic for the understanding of the timing. Go ahead and play just the set, not the... A monster, interview. ladies and gentlemen. Famous for his unbelievable fucking... The interview was good. This is one where he roasted the band. Yeah. He does yeah. It. Oh, he does... What? <laughs> there we go. <sighs> Dayton was so much better when fat bitches had less confidence. He For real. He's wrong. Because ever since Lizzo came out, all these hoes with jiggly arms is out of pocket, nigga. The fuck? 
Like, how you gonna say you love me when you won't do no push up and no sit up, bitch? How, how the fuck I'm supposed to believe that? I don't even know how Lizzo got voted to be the sp- spokesperson for fat women. Like, she the worst type of fat bitch. She a fat bitch with no titties. It's like, what the? <laughs> That's the only reason I fuck with fat hoes for them sausage patty areolas, you know? He's wrong. <laughs> hey, don't nobody even want Lizzo, man. She got that big, wide-ass booty, man. That shit is horrible. Lizzo booty look like she been sitting on a hibachi grill. That is the worst. Like, I need some garlic butter and noodles with this ass. Where, where's the yum-yum sauce? All right. Appreciate y'all. Boom. Beats. He did it. Um, there's a few other regulars that we really Fuck do yeah. like. Yeah. Incredible. Shouts to, like, Aaron Belisle. He's a mute. Oh, can you mute or pause or something? My bad. Well, you're, no, you're uh, he's a mute comedian who has... Uh, which one is it? Several. Cerebral palsy. Cerebral palsy. Um, but he's mute. Mm-hmm. So every all of his jokes he does through like a Siri voice. He'll come out, put his phone on a Bluetooth or his uh thing mic on a Bluetooth speaker and do all of his jokes. So likable. So funny. So funny. He's a genius. It's ridiculous. So hopefully if we get to have you around a little bit, well you'll get to see him. Yeah, facts. Say uh, come back Monday. <laughs> Who are you? Trying, who are you at now? This is the love of your life of this week. So this is. Uh, <laughs> she was really funny at a previous episode, like two hundred eps, eps ago. Mm-hmm. So uh, they, she was in town. They were like, "We'd love to have you on." Yeah, she's fact. super anxious. Same time frame, different, different comedian, completely different. Go ahead, Jay. And very funny. And so she's in town. We're giving her a spot. Ladies and gentlemen, for just the second time ever on Kill Tony, Jonah Campos, everybody. Make some noise for Jonah, everybody. Her second ever minute on Kill Tony. Jonah Campos. Jonah Campos. This one, this one could have, uh, gone. Come on, people, make one more time for Jonah Campos, everybody. Jonah. <laughs> um, uh, I don't trust black people with small lips. Solid, though. <laughs> started off really wild, but I, I didn't start to see a little gay. That's the end of that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I like to watch porn. Do you like to watch porn? No, you guys are gay. Cool. Um, <laughs> I like to watch porn, and I, I always find that I always come at like the wrong parts. <laughs> like when the stepmom tells her daughter that she loves her. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's different, bro. Wow, look at that. Her second ever appearance on bro, Kill Tony. It was so no. wild. No, nah, she's different. That, Welcome nah. back, Jonah. How are you? Hi, Tony. Hi, <laughs> hello. How's it going? It's good. So, uh, <laughs> good. She is so funny. 
You wanted, to, no, you wanted to see the gay for pay guy, but that yeah, guy like requires so much I setup. Was, I was gonna say, Can I do I the other black it. guy? Yeah, do that guy. Do the other black guy. This dude, this dude killed. That's this hilarious. dude killed. So the biggest thing about after this, or about this is after the 60 seconds, they get like an interview. So mm-hmm. they'll just kind of 15 minutes usually or under, and Tony will just ask him questions, riff with them, make jokes. Uh... I don't know that, like, the last week's episode, which is what we're recapping, was... It was no, Nothing awful. really stuck out. Like, it was kind of one of those, which happens. Uh, yeah. And sometimes that's entertaining, because then it's just, like... Yo, Keith. The whole time. Do you remember the lady that Tony fucking hated that we showed you? She was so unfunny and looks like a cat mama 30. She was the first name called this week, too. And they're debating on paying her and to not put her name in the bucket anymore. That's hilarious. Yeah, he said, I'll give, you, I'll give you 20 bucks a week if you just don't come to do comedy here ever again. Oh my god. Why, that's what I'm that's good at. Bad. It's embarrassing. It's so weird. <laughs> Stupid word shit. It's a new Pornhub category. Roots Canal. Oh, no. On the show. <laughs> well, you guys must be having a fucking blast so far. Yeah, she was the we first person Mickey to come Housley. out. He yeah. is hilarious. He not only has been on the show before, but is a regularly booked comic on The Secret Show. He opens up for us and Rogan all the time. He's a fucking monster. I'm very excited that he got pulled out of this bucket right now. Mickey Housley. I right, just do that. All right, here we go. Yeah, here he is, everybody. Make some noise for Mickey one more time. Come on. Yeah, so I'm trying to work on uh, being more confident. I got a homegirl that's super confident in herself, right? She's married, and she's always talking shit about her husband. She's like, yeah, he's <laughs> he's lucky to have me. I'm his trophy chick. And I'm looking at her, and I'm like, you must be participation trophy because <laughs> you ain't all that. They give you to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm new here to Austin, uh, about a year now, man. Austin, I'm told y'all have a street where all the hookers be. And uh, yeah, 12th Street is what I heard, where all the hookers be. I'm from Houston, we have a street too called Bissonette. That's where all the, ho- <laughs> he knows. <laughs> That's where all the hookers be in Houston, Bissonette, right? The only thing about our hookers, they have weak teeth, right? <laughs> weak teeth? I got one of those bissonette hookers, man, and uh, she gave me head, and her tooth fell out. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I didn't know what to do. I just left the money under her pillow. I didn't know what. <laughs> he dead wrong. Yo. Forty dollars in my health insurance card, right there for you. Thank you, I'm Mickey Housley. Thanks. Fuck yeah, Mickey Housley. <laughs> my favorite it. part. My favorite part with Tony is that like. The regulars are funnier than a majority of the people who come up randomly out of the hat, and he yeah. never laughs at the regulars. He never laughs at the regulars. No, I feel that. Every feel once that. in a while, they'll get him. Yeah, he'll laugh Every at Hans Kim. But like, yeah. you're absolutely right. He's he's a lot harder on them than. Can I find? Else. Um, I want to find a. Well, sorry. Yeah, I know. I you can keep right. on going. No, we're slowly. Slowly. Um, I was just trying to find Aaron Belial real quick. There's Uncle Laser. Yeah, I no, that you're right. We we have to. Do-
do it justice. Watch him not be. Nah, I remember him making Roseanne like. There he is. My guy. A goddamn sensation. I was drinking with this man for fucking five hours last night. Having somehow the best conversations I've ever had with anyone. I will not say a word. And how about one more time, ladies and gentlemen, this is a visitor from Canada. This is the great Aaron Belial, everyone. The most interesting thing about having cerebral palsy is that it makes other people fucking stupid. <laughs> people come up to me and start gesturing at me, yelling real slow like, Hello, can I pet your dog? And I'm like, oh my, are you okay? <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Are you having a fucking stroke? <laughs> Someone come help. Call 911. I can't do it. It's gonna take too long. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious, bro. I mean, I guess I could. I sound a lot like someone who is having a stroke. But I still sound less like an idiot than you do. <laughs> Fucking W. Wow. Fucking W. Another oh, new minute yeah. from Aaron Alive. This dude's The last time he was on, he walked on stage and said, I'm thinking of suing my chiropractor. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Because <laughs> I ain't deserve God. this shit. <laughs> he walked no, on stage w, and typed, no. I'm thinking of suing my chiropractor. Um... <laughs> It's a different mile, man. <laughs> yeah, shouts to him. <laughs> um, well, that's kind of, you know. How we roll. Yeah, what we kind of do is just, you know, comedy is. Riff. Yeah, the basis of what we kind of enjoy exactly. observing and then also doing in the same way. So, like. Noah tries to just... be funny and I tell him that he's not and then proceed to be funny. We're yeah, and we're really yeah. passionate about trying to be funny. Exactly. Yeah. And so like I don't try, I just am. One yeah. of the things that we also Name. enjoy w. is seeing people w. who are so passionate about the things that they love and they, you know, are doing. Why did I just go fucking full Aaron Belisle trying to say that? No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> um But that being said, you happen to be one of those people, so we would love to have you on again at some point. For sure. Is there anything that you guys... I'd like, I'd like to put him on the secret show. <laughs> <laughs> That's, no, what, Keithy what, would be Red Band, one, too. Yeah. One of the things they do on Kill Tony is they have a show that they do, that they pay comics to do, but then you only get booked on it if you're good on Kill Tony. Ah, uh, that's dope. Uh, that's dope. Yeah. So that it's called the secret show. So that was a joke from yeah. that. Yeah. Um, sure. But that being said, is there anything that you guys could think that you want to, you know, ask before we close it, close it out? No, I mean I'd like to talk about my other stuff, but that's off stream, so we're chilling. 
Yeah, I was gonna say. I want to play video games and talk about anime and shit, but that doesn't need to be on stream either. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Lit. Well then, is there anything that you want to shout out before we get going? Anything? Drop all your links, drop all your socials, drop everything. Your um, for sure, for sure. Um, uh, you guys can follow me on TikTok. Do you see the guy? Um, <laughs> appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, I talk about manga and comics and things like that. Um, uh. I follow me on Twitter as well. That's where I'll, I'll try to start posting more actively um, about manga, comics, just in general things, uh, comedy if I can. Um, because, I mean, I also like comedy as well. That's just super dope. I'm not as deep into it because I don't feel like I'm as funny, but I feel like watching people and being able to like look at funny shit is just, I don't know, bro. It's It goes past, you know what I mean, just watching a funny video. So, yeah, uh, yeah like just pe like watching comics and things like that. Um, I talk about that type of stuff as well, um, especially like, black comics i love talking about them um essentially though um if you want to follow me anywhere else probably youtube i'll start posting on youtube more um Oops. and just yeah that's pretty much it um i have a, a a group of friends that i have on tiktok but i don't remember all of their tiktok names so i'm not going to go down the list <laughs> uh, yeah do you have a timeline that you know when any of your stuff will be what's the word published published i'm not exactly sure because essentially one thing is and i know this sounds crazy i want to go to to shonen jump i want to go to kodansha comics and and be able to go get my stuff published there um is it interesting to go i love the idea of of, of black people coming together and having their own things right but essentially what i want goes past that um i, I and i told this to my boy trippy uh essentially i want to to be like a, the goat you know what i mean uh, miyamoto musashi is one of my favorite like just an idol of mine he is a so a renowned swordsman in, in the edo period of japan never lost a fight right um even to this day uh enemy fa family members of enemies that he had um, ancestors of enemies that he had i guess because it, it was that long ago um essentially he uh they talk about him in a way to where they they often respect his renowned swordsmanship they understand how gifted he was and how great he was. And I want people to be able to do that with my my stories. I want them to be able to look at me, whether they like my stories or not, to be like, yeah, like, I don't really, I, I don't like this, but, you know, this is objectively really good, though. This was written really well. Might not, not my cup of tea, but it's written really well. And then for the kids like me, when I, I, I get really interested in stories and connect myself with them, not just in a way to where, like, it's, it's racial or... I mean, I want it to be racial. I want I want black kids to look at my story and be like, "Damn, I connect with this." But that's the representation. Want, like exactly. Black Panther is the first black movie to come out for like, superheroes. I, I, I mean, not the first. I mean, Blade. You know what I mean? Well, but like, yeah. But for the MCU, mainstream. it was it was mainstream. it was something that people actually paid attention to. Nobody paid attention to Blade when they should have. It wasn't until after you know the story, the movie came out. It didn't have the hype that that black panther did but i i definitely understand what you say with we're saying with that yeah. just that idea i want you know young black kids to be able to understand my story but i want all young men to understand my story all young women to understand my story i want everyone to be able to look at my story and enjoy it so like it's it's something that uh i, I i'm objectively like it's it's got to be great so i don't know when but i want to go through through shonen jump i want to go through viz i want to go through kodansha if i have to um and that's like i'm not necessarily like it's a last choice but just whatever i have to do like you know what i mean <laughs> even though that's looked at as yeah, a third yeah. resort you know what i mean what yeah. i i, I want to go through the main outlet and be able to compete with those guys the great ones you know what i mean so mm. that's that's the goal well 
if there's anything that any of us are able to do to help you with that or you know let us know forward yeah we are for sure always more than welcome to help for sure and for sure. Uh, thank you Appreciate that being that. said go follow him on tiktok twitter uh all of the other links that he has we for will sure. put them in the bio of whatever videos that we actually edit this down to and put put out but appreciate that thank appreciate you that. everyone for sticking with us kicking it it has been a little bit of a long episode but hopefully you guys enjoyed it dc thank you for coming we'll have appreciate you again thank you guys soon and we'll keep all of you guys updated with the timeline of when something is going to be coming out from him uh we'll all be looking forward to that appreciate it uh have a good one much love stay safe Deuces. Deuces, guys.